Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex, and then episode number 140. And I never thought I'd have to fire an anger at a dratted caterpillar. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Very good. Did you have a good staycation, Glenn? I did. I had a really good staycation. I'm going to be glad that you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even stuck with my job now. For the last. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, finished, or didn't finish. I continued my uh, trip through time. Visited the Brownview Board uh, location here in Topeka, which is the original site. Or the, I guess, it's Monroe School is one of the desegregated schools, uh, one of the one, many ones across America. Brown happened to be the first name on the Supreme Court case that desegregated uh, schools. Did they go um, alphabetical? They did. That's why Brown was on the first one. That's why it's it's actually labeled Brown versus the Board of Education because it's actually Brown. Blah, 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 and they all, they have all the names on there. But Brown I never the knew one. that. So they call it Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> Topeka. So once actually, more, it's our, Brown versus the Topeka Board of Education. Once more, our claim to fame is <laughs> not so much. Right. Yeah. But no. Uh, but we have the uh, National Historic Site here in Topeka, and it is a uh, national landmark, and it's run by the Park Service, National Park Service. So I stepped in there for the day, and, and well, it wasn't even a day. It took me about a half hour to go through it because there's not a lot there. It's the school, which is you know, been, school been converted, and yeah, it's a, it's a school. But um, well, yeah, and then he, he, some of the rooms have you know significance, uh, civil rights movement uh, themed rooms, and, and mm-hmm. the de- the school desegregation itself, and then all of the civil rights uh, movement and involvement, and and the legacy of Brown. And uh, it's pretty interesting. It's it's neat. There's not a lot there. So, like I say, it, it only took about a half hour. To, that was that was reading everything too. So, um, and then after that, there's a little place here in town called the Colonel John Ritchie House, which uh, he was one of the original. I don't want to say founders of Topeka, but he was one of the first uh, citizens of Topeka. Uh, he lived there back in the. Uh, 1800s he was a mover before, and a shaker. Yeah, when Topeka in its early ages. He was an ab- abolitionist, and he was integral on the... Uh, Back when we only had one mall. <laughs> <laughs> he was a uh, integral part of the Underground Railroad as they brought slaves up through uh, Kansas. He had a cave back behind his house that they hid slaves in uh, as they were traveling. Of course, um, there were a lot of border ruffians that came over from Missouri and there were battles and he he what he would do is the the ruffians would come over and they would loot and and pillage and and pretty much because they were trying to convince be Missouri they were trying to convince <laughs> Kansas we're going to rape the horses and ride off onto women <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to convince Kansas to be a free state and he, they you know so they'd come over here and no, they, they wanted raped. Kansas to be a slave state I'm sorry they wanted Kansas well yeah we wanted there were people here that wanted Kansas to be a free state there were the Missourians wanted Kansas to be a slave state, so they would come over here and ransack and, and threaten and terrorize. And uh, So Richie and his troops would basically go to the camps where the uh, ruffians were and would steal back <laughs> the stuff that they had raided. Um, so anyway, there was a lot. Of, there's a lot of history there, a lot of local history that not a lot of people probably care that much about. But I did run into a couple while I was there that was here from Washington, D.C., 
they had stopped through to really? see the oh. Brown v. Board site, which is, is nationally known, and uh, were directed to the Ritchie house. And hmm. So they came by, and they were in there at about the same time I was. Because Hale Ritchie, which is his son, has a house right next door. His house was built next door, and that's where the, the museum and the uh, Shawnee County Historical Society is uh, housed. And so uh, you go there, and then they take you... To the Ritchie House, which is locked up and open it up because it's bare bones. I mean, it's it's stripped down to nothing. There's I think just I've been a few, in that there's a little bit of furniture. Yeah, I, I had been in there once for a story, but um, but yeah, it was pretty interesting. And so you then, didn't go to uh, the Capitol. I didn't go to the Capitol. That was I I was going to do that because I think the majority of the interior is done. But I yeah, think I'm holding off until they get the scaffolding <laughs> off the outside. Just kind of do. You're the gonna thing. Leave you waiting for a long time. So, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's done this fall. They said they'll be, they'll be done before the end of the year. I remember Although, them saying that three years ago. Too. Well, they've been saying that the <laughs> capital would be done for what is it, nine years now, <laughs> and it was going to be how much it cost, and mm. it's and now they are are they just cleaning or are they actually replacing they're actually the replacing the copper? Okay. Have they found a way to coat it so that it will stay copper, no, or is it going to turn green last, again in a couple should, years? It, it should not. last. But it'll last 50 years? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> before it starts to. But as far as we're aware, I don't remember what the oxidation process is called. But, yeah, the Indian stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> okay, I retract my statement. <laughs> but it, it looks like it'll look pretty. It was shiny when I drove down there because you could see it from the, from the Monroe uh, Street. But the uh, tornado '66, when it came through um, the F5, it actually knocked a big chunk of corrosion off the dome. There was a big old polished patch oh, underneath there <laughs> for a while. It wasn't the tornado. It was the winds from the tornado because the tornado actually lifted before it got to the capital. Mostly, it did. (laughs) But it was, it was, yeah, it was the the uh, inflow from the wind. Uh, But I didn't do that. And then I saw, I saw. (laughs) I'm not going to say nothing. uh, The world's end. I saw the world's end on Wednesday. You loved it. No, you're so wrong. He was okay. Um. I, th- I think I liked it better than Hot Fuzz, but I'm not sure. It definitely It's nowhere near as good as Shaun of the Dead. Uh, um, I don't think anybody... I want it to be really funnier. Be. I, just, I really wanted it to be funnier. It, it, I thought everybody did a good job. It was a, it's a fantastic premise for a film. Um, it just... It, it borders on... It's, it, it would either make a great comedy or it would make a great serious sci-fi film but it's it's trying to be both and so that makes it real yeah no it makes it it makes it real awkward so that's one of the difficult things but then it is clearly trying to be a comedy but there's not enough funny in it you know there there were some funny moments that i just absolutely laughed and he ought at but there weren't enough of them for the for being those i I will agree i do not i do not think it's as funny as Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz right but I think it's just as strong a film. And I love See, the fact yeah, that you, disagree. you peel some of those, like it works on this level, but then you peel that layer back and you've got this other kind of subtext going on with <clears> Gary <throat> King and everything that he's gone through and some of the serious nature of it. But then you peel that back and I think it's mirroring what they're doing as filmmakers. And I, I just think there's a whole well, bunch going on. Well, I think it does, on. but I think that's the problem is, is I think it's too self-serving. I think it's... it. That I'll give you. Yeah. It, it might be one of those that you so, have to really be into the Cornetto trilogy in general in order right. to get some of those in-jokes that they've done. Not just the rep, the self-referential, but the idea of these being the same group of guys. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm familiar enough with it that I got it, but I still didn't think that was appropriate. You know, I just... I yeah. 
Anyway, I didn't. I, I'm, How many people I'm glad were in the theater I, when you saw it? Uh, about, about a dozen of us. When I first got there, I was the only one. <laughs> and that was about five minutes till show start. And then, wow. There, I, there was about a dozen of us. See, and I wonder if it's not the case, if this is if, if it's one of those films that just it's better with friends. I I've wonder never, if that makes I've never, never subscribed to that theory ever. That a, a film has to. Atmosphere can add to a film, but on the core of it it can't make it a better film it can't make it a better movie you can't agree it, it can make the some films more enjoyable to watch especially if they're bad films i would agree well, watch, but it's, watching but it's, a bad film with the crowd is much more enjoyable than watching the, the, a bad the problem film by is yourself. if there are more people enjoying it in there than i am then i don't feel like the experience is as good because i can't understand what they see in it so well, if people are making fun of a bad film and laughing along and, 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 and laughing at the moments where they shouldn't be laughing and everybody's laughing, then, yeah, that makes it an enjoyable film, yes. even if it's a bad movie. But the problem is, is if I'm, I'm watching a film and, I, and I, I, I'm, you know, somebody's laughing at something I'm not getting, then I, I just go, I don't understand why, why you thought that was funny. I don't understand why you cheered at that point, you know, because yeah, so it doesn't matter whether there's more people that enjoy it and I don't. Because it's not going to make it more enjoyable. I think you're either. just a grumpy bear. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's not fair. Every time, every time, every time I'm critical about a film, you think I'm grumpy. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you, you, because you're critical on all the wrong movies. <laughs> we've established you have no taste. So that's actually, I think we've established you have no taste because Keith and I usually have the same taste. Yeah, but Keith and I similar. like a lot of the same well, stuff. That's so true. you guys do like. I, I, I think I can turn my brain off a little easier. I think maybe that's what it is. I yeah, think. but I don't. I don't want to turn my brain off in a movie that. It depends on the movie. Well, but here's the thing. Glenn expects everything to be Schindler's List. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing: is World's End. I wanted to be able to go in there and do like Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz and sort of turn my brain off and have fun. But World's End is trying to be more of a serious. It, film. Tr- it kept you from turning exactly. Your brain off. Okay. So it keeps you from turning your brain off. So then I'm I'm investing myself in the film, but it's not good enough to be. Investing it, you know what I mean. It's or I think I went into it with higher expectations, and that's sometimes my fault. Is I go in there thinking, okay, this is going to be this, and then it's not, and then I'm let down a little bit. Because like I said, there's parts of it I enjoyed, and overall, it's a fine film. I'm glad I saw it, but it's just it wasn't as good as it should have been. I think that's um, why I like Man of Steel. I was able to turn my brain off during it. So you shouldn't have to turn your brain off on that one either. I didn't have to. I just did. You shouldn't need to enjoy it, I guess, is the point. You ask anybody that participated in the, the Flash Gordon tweet-along, and I guarantee you they all thought it was more fun with friends. That film was fun no matter what. It is, but I think it's more fun with friends. I think it is as well, but that's because I already enjoy the film, so when I see it for a second time, third time with people, it's enjoyable. If I'd have gone into it the first time and disliked it, it wouldn't have mattered how many times. Kung Pao. No, Kung Pao's a horrible movie. No, Kung Pao's a great film. <laughs> but the first time I saw it, I watched it alone, and I thought it was horrible. And then Odd Duck Phil made me watch it again, and I loved it. Yeah. See, I disagree. I disagree with the whole fun with fun or with friends premise, if it's not already a good movie. Listeners, movie. weigh in with your thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I think things like Snakes on a Plane, Piranha 3D but no, those are, are bad funner. movies, though. The, the, yeah. that, 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 that I can understand where Glenn's coming yeah, from, because those are that bad That is films. a film that I can sit down, and everybody agrees that it's bad, and so you pan it. And so that and makes fun it fun. That's, yeah. that's my point. When it's a film that you go into, and it shouldn't be a bad movie, and then you're not enjoying it, you're not going to enjoy it anymore if there's other people there that are enjoying it. So I guess I've never had an experience it, so. where 
I enjoyed a movie more that wasn't supposed to be bad like that because I had people with me. Yeah. The problem is I always go to films with a bunch of people that I already know I'm going to enjoy the film. <laughs> or I do end up enjoying the film. So, Unless it's Into Darkness. Or Man of Steel. You went to see Man of Steel with a bunch of people. <laughs> we went to see it in the darkness and you sat there like this. Just in a couple of spots. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> every time overall, I, every time I looked movie. over at you. Overall, it was an enjoyable movie. There was just a few of those cringe moments where I went, oh, no. Did, did you hear? Did I tell you guys the story about the Vegas convention? <laughs> I saw it online. In the Darkness, they they ranked the, the Star Trek films at the official Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, and In the Darkness placed 13th out of 12 Star Trek oh, films. Oh, Lord. What did it... What placed under it? Undiscovered country, though. No. Nothing. What? It came in dead last. Oh, it, it came in last. 13th out, 12, out of 12. Oh, 13th out of 12. I got you. Now think about that for a minute. 13th out of 12 Star Trek films. <laughs> so what did they put in there above it? Galaxy Quest. Oh. They threw Galaxy Quest in as a Star Trek film, and it ranked higher than several of the Star Trek films. Yeah, that's, that's just silliness. It ranked higher than Final Frontier. That's that's completely wrong. That's okay. Okay. Ranked lower so, than so here's the list. Number 13, Star Trek in the Darkness. Number 12, Final Frontier. 11, Insurrection. 10, Nemesis. 9, The Motion Picture. 8, Generations. 7, Galaxy Quest. 6, that's just stupid. The 2009 Star Trek. 3, Search for Spock. 4, is Voyage Home. Five four five, what five four three going backwards now? Yeah, you went three four five. Three number one was Wrath of Khan. Yeah, no. And two was First Contact. And one was Wrath of Khan. Three was on the second. I agree with the top three. I don't don't understand why Generations is that high on that list. Yeah, Generations is awful high. I don't understand why uh, Nemesis isn't higher. I understand why Trekkers feel like the need to throw Galaxy Quest in everything. I think that was probably just something fun that the organizers yeah. did because it is technically a Star Trek film. It's not. It is. It's, 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 it's spoofing. It's Star a Trek. spoof of Star Trek. Well, there you go. It's more of a Star Trek yeah. film. It's more of a Star Trek film than Man of Steel was a Superman film. <laughs> uh, I am gonna argue with you there because <laughs> he knows he'd lose. Uh, what else did I do this week? I played disc golf with Sean on. Thursday. Looks like you guys had some fun with uh, the GoPro. We did. We did. <laughs> Although I only saw that on Google Plus. You posted it to. Uh, it it's posted it well because Google owns YouTube. As soon as you upload to YouTube, it automatically uploads it to to Google mm-hmm. Plus. And then I had to go around and post it in ten different places to get it to feed to everywhere else. See, I never saw it anywhere else. That's on my Facebook page. I think the first place I saw it was on Facebook. Yeah, I don't know why. I saw <laughs> it on Google Plus first. Go Google Plus. If you'd like to see some fun video of us scooping <laughs> off Unless of the you GoPro. Unless you shared it after Saturday, because Saturday morning was when I saw it. Well, it was I did it all. All that. that How did you day? become a Google Plus convert? By the way, you're always on there now. Got bored. Got bored. <laughs> I, I'm not, really not on there that often. I, I go. Like I it. go like once a day, and then doing the ABCs of. I just made sure to post. Uh-huh. I, I I make sh- I just make a point of posting there whenever I do, hmm. and I whenever I go, it takes me like five seconds to scroll through <laughs> no posts. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I, maybe I should switch over to Google Plus because I'd have such a shorter social media experience <laughs> than getting sucked into Facebook you would for never four miss hours. Anything. Uh, Holly was off Thursday and Friday, and then the kids and Holly and I went to Goonie, or Goonie Golf. Well, it is Goonie Golf, but. 
Uh, mini golf. Goofy golf? That was pretty much the most. Of it. Is it goofy golf or goony golf? Goony golf, isn't it? The, the official designation is Goofy Golf, but I think that's copyrighted, which is why ours is Goonie. Really? I've never even heard of Goofy Golf. Ours, uh, ours is Goonie Golf. That's what I've always heard it of it as, as Goonie Golf. Anyway, miniature golf. Well, no, that's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it is Goonie. Huh. Go- Goonie Golf has animals and it's all windmills. Mini- it's yeah. all miniature golf. It's all right. miniature golf. But miniature golf <laughs> is so technically, no. according to the website, yeah. Goonie Golf is the animals, trees, flowers, and most of all, and most of all fun. The other is just putter golf. Putter golf, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's all miniature golf, but one half of our thing is, is putter golf, and the other half is Goonie Golf. So. I haven't been there Well, but if you tell me you went and played miniature golf, I'm assuming you played the boring course. <laughs> but if, you went, if, you, if you go and say, I played Goonie Golf, no, I just you said, were there with I the upside I down said, bear. I did, I don't know why. I why just did you take did a picture. <laughs> I, I was trying to you select. You like my shirt? No, I was trying to select a photo. Um, <laughs> oh, that's Mason. That was, that was you. That's Mason. That's going to keep playing it. This is Mason playing uh, this Avengers game. We Did you checked out the library. I can't stop it though. It's like my phone's locking up. There it goes. Oh. So you went and played Google Stupid Golf. Siri. <laughs> that wasn't Siri's fault. Oh, that, that was Instagram. Everything on Siri is Siri's fault. Now we go. Everything on your phone is Siri's fault. So he went and played Goonie Golf. Yep. yep. That was pretty much it. What'd you guys do this week? Sean, did you do anything? I played disc golf with Glenn. Um, <laughs> you did. I remember that. We, 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 it wasn't too no, bad. No, it wasn't bad. We went early, though. So. You went like cracking on. That's why you didn't get the invite. <laughs> we, we were out yeah, there we by. You would go. So well, I guess it was, I wouldn't have heard it. It was probably 9.30 by the time we got through all the construction and everything and got out there. But um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it was still wasn't that warm. I mean, it was still pretty it, it was humid early by the time we finished. Yeah, I was yeah, glad I bought quite some Gatorade. by the time we finished. That's the thing, this summer here in Kansas, it's really, I'm, I'm really grateful this year hasn't been as overbearingly, oppressively hot as it was last year, you know, where we had that string mm-hmm. of like 17 days, it was 110. Oh, yeah. We haven't had that this year. No. Knock but the wood. humidity seems like it's <laughs> yeah. been a lot worse this year. Yeah, knock on wood, exactly. Um, the humidity's just been unbearable. But yeah, we went and played that and well, had some fun. That's what happens when it actually rains. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> last year we had no we rain. Had, we had it no rain That's true. <laughs> um... And when we played around with the GoPro, which for those of you that don't know, it's the little miniature indestructible camera. Well, nearly indestructible. I haven't found, I haven't broken it yet. Yeah. So. Oh, I, was, I was expecting a story there. <laughs> nearly indestructible. Let me tell you about this. So um, when, when, when you put it to the disc, it looked like it just went... It did. Well, I, I think what we need to do did is... Did you put we, it on the edge? No, no I had... Right it was suction cupped to the disc, but the suction cup mount is like this big, tall thing that comes up like this. So it was... Way, I mean, it was like this tall <laughs> on the on the disc, so it was, there was no way it was going to work. I've been really, I think what we need to do is we need to just duct tape it straight down to the disc <laughs> and see what happens then. I think that might it's going to have to, something on there to hold it down. So yeah, yeah. No, the suction cups. Well, and then with the suction cup, it wouldn't stick to anything else. So it's like I'm glad I tested it before I tried to mount it to my car going down the highway. You said, oh, yeah. you said that, but you, you realize it wasn't sticking it? to that mm-hmm. sign because it was you had. 
that eight on there, and you have to have a pretty set. That's a piece set, of tape. Set. You on still metal. have to have That's no raised be... surface whatsoever. We found that out when we were shooting uh, uh, tough crit stuff. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I looked every sign out there, and the suction cup wouldn't stick <laughs> to any of them. Like the sign. Oh, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> I could see you though. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not working? I licked the disc. I he licked did. the tree. I licked the <laughs> and then I don't remember what I did, but I stuck my hand up there in the sun and I said, Why is this wet? Much like the doctor. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I was tasting it. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go see some fun video, you can uh, well, you can just go to my website. I really like the, uh, the train. Isn't that cool? Which, we didn't do that together. No, we didn't do that together. I did that before we met up with him. But that was the first thing I did with it because I thought, oh, I know what I want to do. I don't know. How, I have no idea what I'm going to do with that footage. I just I wanted a shot of the underside. No, of the, I wanted a shot of the underside <laughs> of the train. <laughs> Once it actually worked, it was great. Yeah. The first one was a little rocky. The second one was a little worse. The third one. Oh, worked. there was three tries the, on that? Well, the, the, he came coming around the corner before I was ready. So it was just kind of propped up there, <laughs> and the train went <laughs> and rotated and vibrated off. Ah, well, that would have made some good video. No, yeah. you'd have thought it would have so. been. It would have made it entertaining. Yeah, better than because just going it, because, black. Because it, well, that's what happened. It vibrated and it tipped over. So then it was just recording black. You know, uh-huh. for, you could hear the train, but you couldn't see it. <laughs> so then the second one, I mounted it on there and I was continuing it because it was at a little angle. I don't know why. So I kept grabbing it, trying to adjust it. Well, apparently when I adjusted it, it went and put it way up high. And then the train came by and went, turned the camera off. But the third one stayed right. (laughs) And it was awesome. So yeah, if you go to sunstormentertainment.com and then go to projects, I think is the one that's under to scroll all the way down to the bottom. You can see Glenn and I attempting to play disc golf. And... uh, (laughs) my favorite part of that. Glenn, aim for the camera. Glenn, aim for the camera. <laughs> One of these has got to hit the camera. <laughs> and then he did how hit many, the camera. How many putts did I make in, though, before we started? Oh, yeah. A lot were, of great were, putts. Were awesome. <laughs> Until he puts the damn camera on the thing. Yeah, that would yeah, always work. Yeah. He got gun shy. It did. Now, what, what, what did we shoot? You, you scored a 78? Uh, I thought yeah. I saw 74, 72. Oh, maybe it was 72, 74. No, cause I, I was 76 because my best is 75. Yeah, I must and I was 78. Uh, you were slightly better, but not much. But yeah, yeah I was only two. I was beating him on the fairways, but he was putting like mad. Saved cards. Here we go. Uh, yeah, 78, 76. You were 78. Or I was 78. You were 76. So there's that. But yeah, we did that, and then I worked a lot. We had our Labor Day sale going on at work this weekend, and so I worked a closed Thursday, and I was there for like 12 hours, and then I was there for 12 hours on Friday, and then I was there for 12 hours on Saturday, and then I opened and closed today, and my back hurts, and I'm tired and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the grumpy bear. Yeah, I'm a very grumpy bear. I love sale weekends. I really love the, the energy and the excitement of getting all those people in there and, you know, just just this mass rush. Of, I, I really do. There's something wrong with me that I enjoy that. My problem is I That's really... Better to go into work I only board. enjoy it for the first 12 hours. And then it's kind of like, I'm done with you people. Get out and go home. <laughs> and every night was, hey, let's hang out in the store until an hour after they close before we decide to make our purchase of $2.98. Mm-hmm. It's like, get out. <laughs> I really want to ask people. It's like, where do you, go, where do you work? 
Oh, I work here. Oh, really? When When's your next day working? This day? What time do you close? I'm coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bringing a book. And we'll see how well you like it. <laughs> Be nice to the retail folks, guys. Get out when they turn off the music. It's an indicator. <laughs> When the vacuum cleaners come out, it's kind of that not-so-subtle symbol that maybe you should move along. <laughs> when four people are standing around the counter swearing, you overstand your welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, yeah, so we're having – it continues tomorrow. So if there's a vintage oh, stock wow. in your area, uh, go. I won't be going because I'm done. But You're off tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. I'm off because of school. <laughs> You didn't tell him you wouldn't have school on Monday. No, I didn't tell him. <laughs> if I told him I didn't have school on Monday, you know where I'd be tomorrow? Working. I'd be working. Keith, what, what'd you do? <laughs> Not a lot. I worked your shift. Worked my shift. So I caught shoot? up on a couple shows that I fell behind on from Sarah being sick and Lego Little Rings. <laughs> uh, finally finished Continuum Season 2. Was really good. Is already in season two of that show? Yeah, season two just Well, you told me I needed to catch up on it. I thought to be able to talk to you. And for a moment, I kind of thought, oh, it's only one season. Maybe I, I could knock that out. I said it's two seasons. It's only 24 episodes. 26 episodes total. It's so good. It's. I say. I was blown away by the finale. What's um, that on? What's that air on? Sky? It's, it's, it's also on sci fi. It's a Canadian Swiffy. show initially. Space. Yeah, space. Space. Swiffy. Swiffy. And so the season two finale was Friday on sci fi. Ooh, that one looks promising. Ooh. No, that one's definitely blueberry. That's blue. Uh, yeah. The uh, one I had was purple. It also was, was behind on Under the Dome and caught up on that. Finished off True Blood. Is it, is it, is it still good? It's still good. Under the Dome? It's still good. Because I'll be honest, I haven't watched an episode since they announced a season two, and I feel really bad for betraying it, but at the same time, I can't get myself excited to watch it anymore. No, I'm glad it's going to have a season two now. Really? I don't think they would have wrapped it up. It it needs only two seasons, but it's getting interesting. Because the cow getting sliced in half wasn't interesting. All this TV you guys watch that I don't, I just don't have time for TV. Saturday didn't really do much. Today, Sarah and I made a trek all the way to uh, over Olathe, Overland Park, for a yarn shop that was closed. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. You got there and it was closed? It was, the website says open on Sundays, Aww. but it was closed as a Labor Day. Labor Day holiday, huh? Okay, yeah. that one's supposed to be rotten egg, and it's actually kind of close. Mm-hmm. I finally got a bad one. Oh. We're still eating our uh, <laughs> burning bots every flavor beans. But we did stop because... Thank you, Brenda. This, this yarn shop was... On Metcalf. So we ended up going... Oh, it was right off Metcalf. So we ended up going, following Metcalf down, somewhere across the vintage stock that we've gone to before. Went in there. They, didn't, they had some... There's new, a sale going on. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't any hail on who stuff. There was it any hail on sale who stuff? Sale on who stuff. Anything used would have been on sale. There was no used stuff. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess the action figures would have been new, would have been on sale, but they were this small... Crappy ones, that, the new line. I still haven't seen those. They look like crap. <laughs> they look horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh. And then, the, that, that, that place is right next to where Planet Comic Con used to be, right? For, it, it was just the other side of 435 was Planet Comic Con? Yeah. I don't know where Vintage Stock is, so I don't know. I couldn't oh. tell you. <laughs> Sean? 
The uh, international centers where yeah, that's, that's international yeah. conventions. That, 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 that's wow, off okay. Metcalf. Yeah. yeah. Four blocks, one direction. I don't know which. There's a Fazoli's. Oh yeah, that's right yeah. there. Next. I didn't know that's where it was. No, I didn't Did you know there was a Fazoli's? I, I knew there was a Fazoli's in Kansas City. I didn't know where. Well, there's two. There's one in Independence, but it's all the way on the other side of the thing. And then there's one in <laughs> Independence is not Kansas City. Why did we not go to Fazoli's after Planet Comic Con <laughs> those two years? I did one year. Oh, I wasn't. I invited you guys. Independence is so far away; it's practically not Kansas City. <laughs> So now, next time we go up for a Doctor Who okay. day at Vintage Stock, we're going to Fazoli. I'm, I'm going to draw you a map here, Glenn. Here's Kansas City, okay? From your perspective, all right? So, speakers over here. Mm-hmm. Yes, Independence is pretty much as far as you can get from Kansas City, but you know what? So's Overland Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the other direction. It's just the other direction. No, I mean... Uh... You just spend more time from over from the where I'm at. Yes, that is the furthest away. From. That that I'll give you. That's so far away that it's no longer Kansas City. At that point, you might as well go to uh, Omaha. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then we made our way through Lawrence on the way back, stopping at Hastings and whatnot. And that's, that's pretty much it. It was a good weekend, but we didn't do much. Didn't watch any movies like we planned. <laughs> got a whole stack. Oh, that happens. Got, yeah, got, Guy at work let us oh, borrow you know uh, two more movies. I don't love this. I finally saw the last uh, Twilight, Twilight movie. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'll, wait. It. I'll stop you ahead of time. Here's it's the, not for me! Here's okay. the funny thing is, though, I've seen all the Twilight films. Holly was a fan of the books. She likes the movies. And the first Twilight we saw right after it came out on video because we weren't certain. No, I think I saw that in the theater. I yeah, saw it in the theater. It and then we saw the second one of the I made fun of you then. It was the third one that we we waited until it went on DVD. and But we saw it right after it came to DVD. And then the third one, or the fourth one, was the same way, because the, the fourth book is actually split into two movies. And it was the same way. We As soon as it came out on Blu-ray, we yeah. went and saw it. This one was out, what, last Christmas? Yeah, it's been a long time. And we, we still hadn't seen it yet. Holly said, you know what? <laughs> we need to see this. So. <laughs> It's like the last one. You know, it it was fine. It's, it's none of it's it my cup it of tea. It is what it is. It was certainly better than the last two, I think. But we have a I'm stack <laughs> like six high of movies we need to watch on the the, the, the coffee table uh, with Lincoln Life of Pi, which I, I got from the library. Life of Pi is so good. Lincoln's really good. Too. Um, the Adjustment Bureau, which we. It's Julian's, and we got it from Sean. It's also good. <laughs> that one I don't don't know. What is that one? It's that Matt Damon, Matt Damon being Emily chased Blunt. by people. Oh, uh, the Born Identity Five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> perks of being now perks of being a wallflower and Silver Linings Playbook. It's based on a story by Philip K. Dick. So all of a sudden, it <laughs> jumps way up there on the list of cool factor. So it says you. I like Philip K. Dick stuff. <laughs> I, Philip K. Dick has not made a bad movie yet. Inclu- I don't think he's made any movies, including <laughs> the crappy Colin Farrell remake of Total Recall. Uh, His stories have inspired movies. He hasn't made a bad movie yet. Um, no, we watched um, FX and FX Two. I had never seen those. 
Wow. Yeah, Mel's. <laughs> I'd seen I'd seen parts of FX, but I'd never seen it in its entirety. So Mel, we said it like two Mel's favorite FX movies. FX two is horrible. You know, FX is really good. I, I liked FX. I almost like I liked, despite the fact that the plot scenario to get him into the situation is completely yeah, ridiculous. That's the problem. I think I actually liked FX two better. What? I really think I, I maybe did. I like them both. I like the fact that they kind of pulled a Karate Kid with it because the first one is Rory, uh, not Rory, uh, Roland, whatever his character's yeah. name is. The first one is his story, and the second one's Brian Dennehy's character's right, story, right. which I kind of liked the semblance of the balance of that. But um, I, I enjoyed both of them. I thought they were good. And then I watched uh, Home on the Range, which I had not seen yet. The Disney movie. The Disney movie. That's how far behind I am on those. So I watched it, and everybody gives that a bad rap. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't think you know. I was looking forward to it, and it started, and there were singing and dancing and cows, and I was like, "This is going to rock!" I'm really excited about this. And then Roseanne Barr showed up, (laughs) (laughs) kind of went down a little bit. Judy Dench brought it back up a little bit. (laughs) Rainy Coy's the bad guy that brought it up really far, and I wound up really enjoying it. Yeah, it's 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 a fine film, goofy. It's it's not one of those ones that I can watch over and over again. But I was uh, a lot of people pan it, and they they. They, they really pan, put it down, and well, I, I, I think, think it was fun. They, they pan it unnecessarily. It's a completely yeah. different flavor from... <laughs> I'm going to nod beef. and wink every time we say that. <laughs> it's not... It's, it's beef. It's beef flavor instead of chicken. It's not your normal ramen noodles here. Um, it's like the mushrooms. <laughs> well, just, Disney kind of has a, a, a blueprint from, from each era of Disney... Film, the, 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 you know, Robin Hood and Sleeping Beauty and those, they kind of have a blueprint that they follow, and there's going to be a song and dance number at some point in How time in the middle of the film. How did you pick the two most opposite <laughs> films in the spectrum of Disney films? They didn't go through an anthropomorphic animal phase, and then <laughs> well, there was the princess And phase. then an enchanted objects phase. Well, but like I said, you, you, you look at the, the new way. There are two good examples of two different eras. You, you look at the new wave. Okay, of Disney. I, I got that. Okay, <laughs> you look at the new wave of Disney classics, where we had Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and Lion and Lion King, and those kind of all follow that that style. Something's going on in the bedroom. Um, they they all kind of follow that that. I mean, they're all good, but they all kind of follow thing. And then you kind of get into the later versions of things like Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch, and they kind of have that weird kind of oddball irreverence thing, but they also still kind of have that pattern to it. Home of the Range didn't. I think it still does. I didn't think so. I think so. it still has that Disney flavor. It's underlying it's, of it. It's well, still under, under, it's, it's still, it's, it's still Disney, new Disney, Disney flair, but it's different from the other new Disney that that had come out. So I don't know. I liked it. I didn't like Roseanne Barr. I don't know. I I, I think they were batting <laughs> the same score they were from probably Treasure Planet, and I, I mean they were just they were all. In that same vein of Disney's trying to reinvent its uh, brand of animated films without changing its core formula, so I just I think oh Sherbert, Sherbert, that was a potent one. Wow, yeah, I guess I, I forgot about Treasure Planet, which is another one I like, but it, it to me doesn't feel like yeah. It, well, it feels I think the least Disney to me of, no. of all of the modern era films. Oh, Lemon. But anyway, so yeah, we we watched those. Sorry, I just you said movies, and I went. Oh yeah, I did do that this week. Right, we got thirty-eight minutes on uh, what we did. <laughs> well, had somebody had a staycation, yeah. and you know, I did have a long one. All right, well, let's move on to news. I guess the first bit of news is mine, isn't it? I have it pulled up too. Oh, okay, if well, you want to read it, I like Glenn read it. All right, Tenth Planet uh, script has been unearthed. It's a uh, it's a draft script, but 
only a draft script in the sense that it there are some changes from what aired. Um, the uh, script was from William Hartnell's last story, The Tenth Planet, of course. Uh, it was found uh, recently in uh, when uh, I think it was Michael Seeley is writing a biography about Kit Peddler, who wrote uh, a lot of the Cybermen, the early Cybermen stories. Um, he found the script along with a draft of the moon base, which was known as the Return of the Cybermen at the time. Hmm. I don't know if anybody knew that. But anyway, one of the, the marked differences of the 10th planet, uh, there are a few, but one of the, the, the most uh, obvious difference is the fact that there's no regeneration at the end of the story. Um, and that comes from the fact that uh, Hartnell had not dis- uh, decided to whether to leave or not until after the script was written. So they quickly did a rewrite at the end when so he could depart the show. Hmm. So, um, one of the other things I thought was interesting was that the that Polly and the Doctor are uh, uh, imprisoned in a waiting area to be converted to Cybermen at one point as well, which does not come to fruition in the oh, uh, televised story as well, hmm. transmitted story. But anyway, a bit of history, which I guess if they were able to procure it soon enough, it could be PDF material for the uh, disc. I don't know if they've that would if be, they're, that if they're cool. too far along with production on that. Because, as they we know now, we know there's a release date. American release date. Yes. November 19th is when it will come out. And we that got box the, art for That two. is the week of the anniversary. 50th anniversary. Uh, the Tuesday before. Itself, so. So and we also have a list of bonus features. You're all going to want to run out and buy that. It's not on the schedule for the week of the 50th. Dibs. But Dibs? it will I'm, be. You can go buy it if you want. Oh, 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 oh. For the group, I'm buying it. <laughs> You're definitely getting it. Okay. It's a Cyberman story. Of course, Keith's yeah. going to buy it. It's the first Cyberman <laughs> story. Of course, I'm going to buy it. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't bought the first canine story yet. That's because you already owned it. It's true. If he's going to buy something, he's going to buy something that we have. We have, we'll have it collectively. But yeah, it will be on the week after the 50th anniversary. So, what are some of the special features on there? Uh, just quickly, something called "Frozen Out," an episode four VHS reconstruction. Uh, Which that I thought William was Hartnell interesting. Interview we talked about a couple right. weeks ago. That was uh, uh, something called "Doctor Who Stories" and that and N. K. Willis Wills. Uh, Something called the Golden Age, Boys, 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 uh, Blue Peter. It's two disc set, isn't it? It is a two disc. Yeah. Boys, Boys, Boys feature looks interesting. Did you guys see that one? Huh. I've, this this list doesn't have a description of the bonus features; it just has what they're called. Um, boys, Boys, Boys. They've they've done several of these that are called Girls, 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 and it's like the girls of the '60s or the '70s, or you know, it's all oh. the companions. Oh. Boys, Boys, Boys is, I think, Ian, and Peter, and Turlo, Stephen, and maybe Stephen. I'm not sure who else part of this particular group, but it's those well, guys I'm, coming I'm, together talking about I'm, their. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. They, 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 I thought maybe it was it's male like an era. There, yeah, no, so. I, I don't. I don't think they did it in era because they were so sparse. Uh, but I think it's just well, it's, it's, it's a bunch of the male companions. Around, so I, you know, I don't know. Uh, are they talking about the time on it, or is it just kind of recapping of who, who are these both. people? Okay. Oh, very cool. Well, Fraser Hines should have been involved with that too. He's still around. Oh, speaking of, did you see that picture? Oh, where he went to go visit the uh, experience. He went to the experience, and they have a picture of Fraser in front of the uh, Adventures in Time and Space console. Because no, been, I, I, yeah, you haven't seen it. I didn't see it. No. And there's so, also a picture of him with Two's costume. The, Fraser Hines went to the experience, 
and they, somebody took a picture of him with the console from Adventure in Time and Space. Neat. It's really cool. Cool. I'll have to look for that. Because that would be his console. I'll put that on the uh, show notes. It's online somewhere. It's online somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I don't, I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> and people wonder why we're <laughs> less, we less facts than Dr. Confidential. <laughs> it's online somewhere. Go look it up yourself. We're not going to put it in the show notes. You're on your own. Sean thought it was interesting. That kind of lets you know what we rank the news at. <laughs> All right. Yeah, another. Well, news. no, I'll add that on there so other people can see it, and I'll get a look at it as well. I thought it was a cool picture. Sean had some weird, strange, secret news that he was bringing to. Uh, I, I, oh, oh, wait, sorry, oh, oh, wait, sorry. Oh, wait, I didn't know. Oh. I don't know if this is oh. taking your thunder oh. away. No, BBC recently responded again to the fiftieth complaints. Fifty complaints. The fiftieth complaints. Oh, okay. I say they only got fifty. The, <laughs> no, the perceived <laughs> lack of advertising for the fiftieth anniversary. Oh, rats! So. We we oh. ticked over fifty. Now we have to release a statement. <laughs> if it was forty nine, we could have just ignored it. Over the weekend, wait. People are complaining because there haven't been any advertising. No trailer. Yet. We haven't got the trailer. Everybody's yet. upset. That we demand the trailer. We demand we a trailer. Yeah, because we, the proms aired on Monday, and there was no a lot trailer. of people expected it to be there. We're fans. We have a right to things. <laughs> We're privileged. Yes. They all think they're privileged. Uh, they said, we can assure you our 50th celebrations will be in no way be muted. And we'll have details soon. But for now, trust us, you won't miss our celebrations. Promise. That's too bad that the BBC had to do that. And because then, I'm actually kind of embarrassed for fandom. Because while I'm excited ridiculous. and I want to see the 50th anniversary trailer, the BBC... We, they don't owe us anything. I mean, we know we're going to yeah. get a 50th. We know we're going to get some advertisement leading up to it. So. They owe us 92 episodes that they threw out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they owe us. And when asked specifically about the 50th anniversary on Twitter, they replied, Oh, we're going to give you so much more than a trailer. Patience. It's worth the wait, we promise. I did see on this November week. November 23rd, we're going to get way more than a trailer. <laughs> I did see this week that they've... Sort of let uh, and then flow the fact that they're going to do they're doing a clip show. Uh, oh, yeah, BBC Three produced yes. clip show. Yeah, so that'll uh, be retrospective. Fun, so. Well, that's more than what the yeah, BBC has uh, been that, doing. Okay, okay. And then that. BBC went <laughs> and released an original British drama trailer. Doesn't feature Doctor Who at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the funniest stuff. Uh, Boy, they just well, they're just saving it back. Well, I, here's and, what they've done features, now. Guys, Peter, a clip of Peter Capaldi in The Musketeers that's coming out. <laughs> they, 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 well, you know what they did? They sold Television Center, so nobody knows where to go pick it now. <laughs> <laughs> They're being very smart. They can do whatever they want, because what, what, what are the villagers yeah, with the pitchforks and the torches going to show up? They, no, that's the Doctor Who. We can't burn that down. <laughs> but we um, <laughs> No, here's the, here's the thing, guys. He, uh, this is me being very hopeful. <laughs> I think we're not getting anything out of the 50th because I think that there's some big surprise they've been able to hold on to and they're holding on, they're holding their cards as close to their chest as they can because I, I really don't think... No, at this point, I kind of don't want it, really. I kind of want to be surprised myself all the way up to I, I, the I very, nothing, very bitter end. Absolutely. I, I, already, I really think they're holding something I, I really that, that is going to be a real big surprise. Now, I hope I'm not let down. Well, I know the Zygons, <laughs> right? We've seen set picks of that. But we don't know the involvement. <laughs> I still think it's going to be David Tennant. I still think <laughs> I still think that the Zygons is going to be a pre and then he's going to die and regenerate sequence, his and that's it. And then the rest of his Daleks. 
I guess we do know they're in that yeah. too. I, okay, Matt Smith should die. Not not Matt Smith. The doctor. <laughs> Matt Smith's doctor should die. I can't believe you just said that. His, do- his doctor should die, <laughs> <laughs> and he should regenerate into David Tennant. And then David Tennant should immediately trip over something and die. <laughs> and, re- regenerate and regenerate into John Hurt. And regenerate into John Or Yeah, we could go backwards. I don't care. Because, just because, because they would complain even more because some could see... I could see people finding John, uh, Peter Cavaldi sexier than John Hurt. Ooh, that's a tough call. Is sorry, John Hurt... John Hurt is an attractive not as a sex, man. Not as sexy as Peter Capaldi. <laughs> I refuse to engage in this conversation of who's sexier, John Hurt or Peter Capaldi. We have to give the ladies some... We, now, if this was a session who's sexier between Leela and Joe, you would be all over it. I'm perfectly comfortable in my sexuality. I'm not that there's anything wrong, wrong with, wrong with <laughs> But I refuse to engage in who's sexier. <laughs> We've gone down another road. What was your surprise news, Sean? Send in your comments. We want to know. <laughs> all the, yeah, all the chime ladies in. Listening. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Ladies or guys, I don't care. If you want to chime in, I refuse to engage in this right now, though. <laughs> he hasn't you want it to be part of your. He's fence riding. Because I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm going to have both their costumes are going to be. He's I'm waiting gonna, for that firm verdict to come out so he knows which side listen, to jump on. <laughs> I'm afraid that you guys will jump all over me for saying that Peter Capaldi's a much better looking guy I, than John I, I think Peter Capaldi. <laughs> If you're going to pin me down, I think I'm going to be in the same boat. (laughs) Wasn't pinning anybody down. No, I I sucked myself into that conversation. (laughs) Pure physicality, I would say that I think Peter Capaldi's probably a little sexier than John Hurt. But John Hurt's got that charisma, that geek charisma of aliens and space. Yeah, I mean, he's got nerd cred. He's got nerd cred. I wouldn't say geek charisma. Okay. (laughs) It's nerd cred. All right, he's got nerd cred. Nerd cred is very sexy. That's why why we goo and got over David Warner. I don't find David Warner sexy. I just think he's awesome. There, see? No, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's what I'm saying. If, if we're gonna, that's not geek charisma. If, if, that's if we're, if we're gonna go through that trolling the fe- the, the tenant fangirls because they're the same ones complaining. Oh, about now I follow what you're saying. He should, he should Did you get what I was in, saying? He should okay, regenerate. To the, he should regenerate into the ugly guy. Is what yes. you're saying. Okay. No offense to John Hurt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have him on the show. I know once. for a fact we're gonna that John listens to this program, and now he is offended. I, I can just imagine the fangirl reaction if that happens. I really have to do this, but thoughts and opinions of Keith are not necessarily that. <laughs> I, sorry, I, I think it would be awesome. <laughs> the squee heard around the world, followed by the scream of anguish. It would be right this. on top of each other. It would be awesome. That's how we got there. I can remember how we got there. That's where I was going with that. All right. I was on the same wavelength. So how much you surprise right. I have surprise news. We, that uh, Traveling the Vortex, would officially like to welcome to the ranks the newest Hoovian, Samantha Ray Tivis. Oh yes, I didn't see that. Six pounds, fourteen ounces, twenty inches long. Was born. Oh oh oh! Yesterday, at ten fifty-five a.m. Who that would be? You didn't say Samantha. Ray. Samantha Ray, who, odd duck, who, 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 <laughs> odd duckling. We will, we will reference as odd duckling to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, odd duck Phil is a, a proud papa. Congratulations, Congratulations Phil. Phil. And uh, I, I this thought, is his 
his first child, right? Uh, his, he's a stepfather. He's a stepfather. This is his first, yes. Um, and I thought this was very interesting. Um, Samantha Ray, and uh, he sent me a text said he was going to call her Bri- Brianna Blessed Tivis, <laughs> <laughs> but he lost the coin toss. <laughs> Brianna, I love it. Um, Brianna, blessed. And uh, this little side note here, he said, had the wife, this was the day before, he said, had the wife watch Blink today, she said we can add Doctor Who to our watch list as long as they're not all that creepy and intense. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I thought maybe so we were going to say she new. wished she had named the child Sally Sparrow. No. <laughs> but you know what this means. I mean, no. let, 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 mean? Let's, let's break this down. Enlightenment. Pregnant wife watches Blink. Wife's not pregnant anymore. <laughs> Blink induces labor. The weeping angels scared the baby out of her. So, ladies, if you're overdue, <laughs> Don't and you're really wanting that baby out, watch <laughs> labor-inducing Blink. <laughs> That's how they're going to market it. The box set's going to come out. <laughs> Doctor Who season three now with labor-inducing properties. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I thought that. And there's a little picture. Isn't she cute? And his caption on this is that her first word was bollocks. She looks like a Brianna, though. I think it should have been (laughs) Brianna Blessed. Her first first word was bollocks. So (laughs) (laughs) he's raising her right. And, Phil, we couldn't be happier. And I'm really, really glad that she takes after her mother and is cute. So that's... (laughs) (laughs) I commented on on his picture on Facebook, and I was so... I resisted the urge to type odd duck. Because <laughs> nobody else in the Facebook comment feed would probably get that you, you were insulting them. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's odd duckling. Odd duckling. So. Very good. So that that's our, our, our happy news. All right. Well, let's move on then now to feedback. That's what we call a kicker, by the way. Is that what that is? That is a good kicker. at the end of the show. That's a 9 o'clock news kicker. No, that's a 10 o'clock news. That's a 10 o'clock news. That's a kicker regardless. After all that really heavy (laughs) drama. On Friday, I ran it because there weren't any good kickers. I ran a kicker about how the black hole in the Milky Way doesn't eat as much as we thought it did. And they didn't get it. They were like, I don't understand what we just read. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. (laughs) The only day I was able to even run a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't get it. So uh, now we, we, Matt we tries to explain it to Jared. Jared still isn't quite. Good. I, I got to back up here, step it. So no, we, we, we we've had amazing birth announcements. We've talked who's sexier, Peter <laughs> Capaldi, or this is a nine o'clock news show. This is not a ten o'clock heavy. This is more of a five o'clock news show. We're talking about sexy doctors and stuff. No, that's a nine o'clock too. No, it's a morning show. <laughs> it's a morning five show. Five o'clock. <laughs> no, five five o'clock. Ladies, it's, it's targeted so. to ladies. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're at five o'clock then. I don't know what you're talking about. Heavy, <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have I just that. said it was a kicker. I didn't say it was any particular shirt. We're not always that. In All right. Well, our first bit of feedback. We did not get electronically. Oh, this. Oh, we didn't get a song this week either. I was working. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. Well, I didn't want people. I don't want people to get like halfway into feedback and go, "Hey, wait a minute, where's the song?" Well, maybe that was my plan. Maybe I had a song. <laughs> well, that was that one week. You know, he did I have a Labor Day sale this week. Fool you all with that. But. Here's a song. Today has sucked. <laughs> you sent us feedback, and I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, see, you wouldn't have been happy with that. Jan's hands. <laughs> um, 
from the home office in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, actually, from uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Powder Springs, you lied to us. You always claimed you were from Atlanta, Brenda. She's apparently she's oh she's hiding out. I should have announced that. <laughs> Witness protection. Witness protection is now knocking on the door. We need to move you because apparently you talked to some dumb podcast and they spoiled it. Afraid we're, ch- afraid we're changing your name. Yeah. We're, we're moving you. She's to probably the UK. not sixty either. <laughs> we're sending you to Kumri. <laughs> Because you can pronounce it. <laughs> She'd be like, all right, come break. Well, okay. I'll have a bag packed in a few minutes. <laughs> to be fair to Brenda, I just Googled it. Powder Springs. You didn't MDB it? I did not MDB it. It's it like is, the Overland Park of Kansas City? Pretty much. Or <laughs> like the Silver Spring, Maryland to the D.C. Ah. Because that's where my sister lives. I got you. For other people. So it's like the Oakland of Topeka? <laughs> It's like the Bronx of New York. Yeah, it's like the Bronx of New York. Oh. It's like Cardiff of London? <laughs> Pretty much. No. No. Not anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's, it's like Indian Canada. Are you UK viewers or listeners think we <laughs> have no clue? Idiots. <laughs> the Cardiff of London. Well, apparently, I've watched Torch. What do I have to do is go across that bridge. Like, Gavin and Stacey, isn't it like a two-hour trip or something like that? Uh, don't they talk about it being oh, like two hours? It's a two TV episodes. time. That doesn't count. What? You've still only watched two episodes? Uh, oh, guess what? The other seasons are on uh, Amazon Prime. You know who else was in uh, Love Actually? <laughs> but I didn't realize? It's Stacy. Yeah, yeah. She's with Martin Freeman. That's right. Time. What the hell was that? That is her. It's a 30-minute tw- drive for Brenda. What does Brenda write? <laughs> <laughs> So it's more like the Silver Spring than the... Uh, that must have been Earthworm. I'm not sure if that's what they were going for or not, but... Did you eat the brown one? No, it was kind of a dusky red. That's... that's... Wait. You told Keith they weren't red. Yeah. <laughs> no, Earthworms. No, I didn't. I told him they weren't gray. Back the tape up. You should have told him. No, he, he's right. He said they I weren't gray. I told Earthworms weren't gray. Well, he didn't say, he, I he kept saying talking. they were red. Mm-hmm. Back the tape up. I'll show you. Alright, anyway. I guess um, I always thought they were gray because of Earthworm Jim. And the tornado did not hit the cat. The cat. You know, yes, it did. <laughs> it and I will prove not. that to you later. Because I, I have really a are. whole report that I wrote on the tornado. <laughs> and I went through microfilm back in the day when we had such a thing before it was on the internet. And did I know where it hit. I know the exact did path. Not. I can drive you the downtown. Path goes, the path goes right up to the capital. You. You're it goes right, right up to the capital. And it lifts just as it gets to the ground. That's the last thing it didn't destroy. I know, that's what I'm saying. The tornado did not hit the Capitol. It did not knock that piece off the dome. It popped up. It was winds from the tornado. Once it's no longer on the ground, it's no longer called a tornado. I don't know if you know that. I do know that. It's a funnel cloud at the beginning of its lifespan, and it's a tornado all the way through the end. Jim's not gray either. Once it leaves the ground, no, it's, it's no longer pink. a tornado. Though. You're right. I no, don't it's just why. an airborne tornado because they can touch no, back down. It's no still a such tornado. Thing as an airborne tornado. Yes, there are. No. We work with a meteorologist every year that corrects us on the terminology. That corrects us on the terminology. <laughs> he does. Trust me. He corrects us oh, on the he terminology. He corrects you on the terminology. Yeah, he corrects us on the terminology uh, yeah. all who, the time. Who, who's your meteorologist? A, torn- a tornado is who's your only meteorologist on the ground. Who's your meteorologist? Matt Miller. He's a that's professor that's at Washington. One of, that's one of seven. Yes, I know. <laughs> is that I, who you took the class I've from? I've taken him. Oh. Well, go yes. ask him. Go ask him. Go ask him Tuesday. Anyway, so I got a package on, I think it was... 
Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. Uh, and it wasn't ticking, which was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the lovely Brenda. And I went, well, what else could she possibly be sending us? So I opened it up. And then I thought, well, maybe she's only sending it to me because I'm special. And no, She it's did for- address it to you, not to Traveling the Vortex. Yeah, I don't know why. Where did you get my address, Brenda? I really don't remember giving that to you. I'm really not... I don't care. I love the fact that you're saying... I don't remember giving you my address, but... Oh, well. You don't um, remember a lot of things. If, if other no, people have tried to send us stuff... Send it to me. I get them. You <laughs> have sent us stuff before. It's a different address now, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, is that on the website? Moved. No. But we had given it out to a couple people. I don't remember who all. Oh, you'd think they would forward it. The mail would forward it, wouldn't they? Only for a certain amount of time. Well, I've only lived there six months. Yeah, yeah you're, eight, out eight, eight, you're out of time now. Eight eight months. Months. It's only six months. Is I think it's up to a year. I, was up to I got a notice in six Maybe oh. Maybe it's a year. There you go. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway. Um, a tornado, that's for sure. Inside was a... Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a, a baggie full of um, oddly colored beans. Earth tones. Earth tones. Every flavor beans. Every flavor beans. Actually, every flavor not, is not in there. Not Specific every flavor. flavors. <laughs> and a note that says, I confess to being a wimp. I ate all of the tolerable flavors, even grass, but was going to toss the rest. However, the three of you seem to have such a fun time looking for the gross ones that I felt it better to send them to you. There are two vomits, orange with red spots, one soap, light blue, four peppers, gray, not earthworm, and a bunch of earwax and other don't flavors. Them, I'm not going to pour them. In. No, we're not. That's why she singled them out. Have we fun. couldn't find them when we poured them when we had them all together. Brenda. So Brenda sent us the gross close your ones. Eyes. Now close your eyes. I did. I can't yeah. see behind your fingers. I've not yet had a gross one other than what was maybe earthworm. So I'm looking forward to getting. Something I feel like I ate disgusting. plenty of gross ones last week that I don't need to, but I will be so. Oh, it's. Huh? What color was that? I don't know what color was it. I don't know. I closed my eyes. Well, you can do it once you. <laughs> They're all gross. Why does it matter? <laughs> Ooh, I have a feeling I know what this one's going to be. I hope you got another soap. This one's soap. not that gross. <laughs> oh, actually, I like pepper. So that's <laughs> very peppery, though. That's my first pepper, though. I don't know what this one was. Actually, but I, I, I really like the pepper. I really do like the pepper ones. Wow, that is peppery. <laughs> It's not pepper at first, and then it good. hits you. It's good, though. I like that one. What color was yours? I think I got another you, dirt. I, I think, think it's it was brown. dirt or earthworm. One, one of those I think it's colors. dirt. Give me another one. I've had a dirt. All right. What was yours? You I, don't know. I don't know. Which one do you wax? It wasn't very flavorful. Oh, you know what it was? It was very, very uh, um, pale, so I bet it was. It tasted like jelly bean. It tasted like jelly bean. You got the jelly bean flavor <laughs> jelly bean. <laughs> I think they all taste like jelly beans. Was, I think yours Some was. Some are just stronger flavors than others. Look, here we go again. Our listeners love us. <laughs> all right, cleansing the palate. So, I don't know why I just thought of this. Good. I like the pepper. Oh, I got fish fingers and custard. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a new pound of Skittles to refill the dispenser. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Sausage. Ooh, pepper. <laughs> wow. That's very peppery. Have you the had a sausage are good too. What is bad? Wrong? I'm not. I, I'm getting all the good ones this week. <laughs> Maybe the sausage I had last week was dirt. Mm. No, I, I like the sausage. I like the is this sausage? Yeah, is this the pepper's good. Too. I like the sausage. pepper. I believe. No, no, that is not sausage. That's not sausage. No, uh, sausage is. Is this darker or is this dirt? Well, wait a minute. That might be the sausage. 
Was but I thought sausage? mine had some dark specks in it, not white ones. But... I'm afraid that this one is. No, I think you're right. I think that is sausage. Yeah, it's a sausage. Yeah. I've had that one before. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Brenda, yeah. for sending us the so gross. So now she has sent the gross ones. And if, <laughs> Keith, if you'd like, you can dump those into our... Because there's, our, our thing does seem to have a large amount of um, not gross <laughs> The <ones>. good flavors. <laughs> Maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't want to ruin yeah. your entire experience. I just, I, just, I just like the idea that she brought these all the way from the UK and then was going to throw them out. Yeah, well, that's what I think is funny. And, and as Sarah pointed out, she spent a, like a buck five to send them down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we had some more fun this week. So, so we should, we should. You, oh wow! I just realized where these have traveled from. If we were to draw an Indiana Jones red line on the map <laughs> from Cardiff <laughs> to Atlanta to Kansas, these have really these are world traveled beans now. Well, I know for a fact they went I'm to Kansas City before pepper. they came to uh, well, yeah, Topeka. I mean, so. That's one of those spots where it went boop oh, and then changed directions. But, yeah. Oh, I, I, I did that. Here, that's my bad. You have to try this first. Tell me what you guys think of it. What is this? Try that? It's a Skittle. Well, that's a Skittle. Is it sour? No. I, I, I seem to remember them doing this before and then it didn't last very long. It's like green apple. It is. They replaced lime with green apple. Oh, good for them. I prefer the I prefer green mm-hmm. apple over mine. I always have. I don't know how I feel about it. I, there, that's not. I thought it was like a special thing for one bag, but no, it's all. That's good. Original like bag. I, yeah, I prefer. That's it. a very potent green apple. It is a very potent green apple. Is that soap? It is. Eat it, Glenn. You dropped it on the floor. Oh, it is soap. Dang it! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did that last week too. All right. Yeah, that's soap. That's the. <laughs> I still haven't gotten vomit, but that I'm sure vomit would be even Maybe more vile. I, I bet soap that's the one the I spit out last week. Oh, yeah. soap, it, no, soap vomit. is the I'm worst. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Oh, my God. Because it was just nasty, and I couldn't even stand to have it in my mouth. That's vomit. Soap tastes exactly like soap. There's no getting around that. Mm. Wow. All right, so who's next? Up next is Mark. So do I go since John went first? <laughs> I guess you can. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not ready. Go ahead. No, <laughs> oh, wait. No, I am. I'm right said, here. Okay, go. I'm feeling out of touch with the natural order. Of All right. Mark writes, question, comment, chaps. Comment, question, chaps. I am so far behind on listening to the podcast, so I'm in catch-up mode. Just listen to the history of coffee and have to say oh, wow. it's one of the funniest things I've heard in a long while. Never mind Doctor Who. The banter on your show is second to none. I'd also like to add my two pence well, worth. Well, who is this nun, and how can we overtake them? <laughs> I'd also like to add my two pence worth to Brenda's email. I totally agree with you, Brenda. If people don't like New Who, they shouldn't listen. In my opinion, the show now is spot on. Several observations lead me to this conclusion. Number one, my eight-year-old peeks from behind the cushions when watching. Two, my 13-year-old... Asked for a bow tie and braces for Christmas last year so he could be like the doctor. Number three, the eight-year-old again, Strax is his hero. When kids can relate to a side character, you know it's good writing and acting. Number four, my mom loves loves New Who. In our family, her word is law. (laughs) Anyway, I've taken up enough of your time. Thanks for the laughs, Mark. Absolutely, Mark, and I totally agree. <laughs> if they don't like the show, points. don't watch or listen. Up next is Rachel. Rachel writes in, comment, question, hello, Vortex Gang. First, thanks for taking on the challenge of coming up with quotes for the classic doctors for my Halloween project. 
I know it was probably never any of the writers' intentions to give each doctor a memorable catchphrase, but it's interesting how good a number of the doctors have do have at least how a good number of the doctors do have at least one quote that has stuck with people. Oh, anyways, as it is only September first, there's still plenty of time to come up with ideas before Halloween. I've there. got some. Okay, guys, I, I, did I, my I, I thought of one on the way over here. Okay. Actually, what's yours? Well, go ahead because you might. If yours is, I don't want to double I, up. So. I, I, I thought of a fifth doctor one because we were having trouble with his. And uh, again, going back to his greatest story, the five doctors, when he's suffering from cosmic angst, and he says, "A man is the sum of his parts." A time Lord, even more so. Oh, that's a good. Well, oh, that's Chrissy's. She is later. She's going to suggest oh. that. Oh, it's Chrissy. Chrissy. <laughs> As one of those, so. Way to go, Sean. <laughs> Damn it, Chrissy. Chrissy stuff again. All right. <clears throat> She's probably going to give us an episode title. My, my list is a bit long, but I will hurry through it because <laughs> I, I did do my open. homework this week because we promised Rachel that we'd come up with some stuff, even though she's forgiven us and given us a, a, few, a few more weeks. I forgot to. Um, but from the first Doctor, now I had to look some of these up because while I remember them as I refreshed my memory, I didn't remember these off the top of my head, so I'm not taking that kind of credit. Um, oh. In, what'd you find? What'd you get? What'd you get? So. Yeah, soap is horrid. Oh, my God. It's, it's so even horrid. got that weird exterior shell like you're biting into a bar of soap. That is probably the grossest thing I have ever tasted <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, God, that may be worse than Marmite. <laughs> I can't believe I did that twice. All right, first doctor. At quote. least they're easily identifiable <laughs> because they're very light blue. Two of these are oh. actually very similar. Uh, an unearthly child, he says, have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Have you? To be exiles? Susan and I were caught off from our own planet without friends or protection. But one day, we shall get back. Yes, one day. Which leads into the quote from the Dalek Invasion of Earth, and it's also the open to five doctors, and I did edit it down to the five doctors quote, which I think is the most familiar. He says, one day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Now, the interesting thing is that you could almost put those two quotes back You're in back almost, and it's almost You could almost cut them seamlessly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, one day. One day I shall come back. Uh, I didn't find any from the second Doctor. I just didn't. And I think the problem with that is I, so I'm not, there's so much missing and I'm not familiar enough with it to have just popped a quote off of there in my, my quick search. But Crumbs <clears> or <throat> my giddy ant. I think some of these two could be themed together because while those first two are, are a certain style of quote, the third doctor in the Sea Devils, I think the most infamous quote, and the only time that he actually says it in such a way is, I reverse the polarity of the neut- neutron flow. I think that is one that has to be included because it's the one that's most uh, uh, most quoted probably, one of the most quoted lines from Doctor Who, and one of the ones that people think that he said several times but really only said once in such a way. Um, I went with the fourth Doctor's Genesis of the Daleks um, quote, but I had to I had to frame this with Sarah because Sarah's in the middle of this. But it's it's when the Doctor's struggling on what to do as far as have you know right. putting the two together. Yeah, having the right. Oh, do I have one. the right? Simply touch one wire against the other, and it's it. The Daleks cease to exist. Hundreds of millions of people, thousands of generations, can live without fear and peace and never ever even know the word Dalek. And Sarah says, "Then why wait?" If it was a disease or some sort of bacteria you were destroying, you wouldn't hesitate. The doctor replies, but if I kill, wipe out a whole intelligent life form, then I'd become like them. I'd be no better than the Daleks. 
And then, of course, this was just kind of a fun one that I that's always been a favorite of mine from Pyramids of Mars when he says, deactivating a generator loop without the correct key is like repairing a watch with a hammer and chisel. One false move, and you'll never know the time again. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my favorites, and I had forgotten about this until I was going back through this stuff, was uh, the doctor in uh, Mask of the Mad Dragon is saying, you humans have such limited little minds. I don't know why I like you so much. To which Sarah says, because you have such good taste. And the doctor says, that's true. That's, that's true. very true. <laughs> so those are some fun ones that I think that, that you know, you kind of, if you're doing them, you kind of have to do them. If you're doing them for a Halloween thing, you, you kind of have to space them out and do them in such Doesn't a theme have to be all or whatnot. Yeah. No, they don't have to be. Um, but uh, I think Perch, that, we had some good ones in Green <laughs> Death. Deal I think that computer. From uh, 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 Deadly Assassin, through the millennia, the Time Lords of Gallifrey led a life of ordained calm protected against all threats from lesser civilizations by their great power. But this was to change. Suddenly the terri- and terribly, the Time Lords faced the most dangerous crisis in their long history. And that was sort of a setup from the Doctor oh, the uh, voiceover when he's talking yeah. about that at the beginning. And I think that's one of the ones that if you were to kind of set a theme together of his comments about the Time Lords. And, and because the, the Doctor, a lot of his quotes kind of set up the... Um, the corruption and, and what the society is, has, has, has become. Um, my fifth Doctor quotes uh, I came to were um, f- right from Castro Valva. That's the trouble with regeneration. You never know quite what you're going to get. I love that quote. I've always thought that was a fantastic one. Arc of Infinity, the Doctor says, you know how it is. You put things off for a day, and the next thing you know, it's 100 years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Time Crash, uh, this one's just... Because I absolutely think that and this is going forward, but uh, with uh, Time Crash, when uh, the two Tardises have merged and created the crisis, and he says, you know, that could blow a hole in the space-time <laughs> continuum the size of, well, actually the exact size of Belgium. That's a bit undramatic, undrat- <laughs> isn't it? Belgium? Um, the Sixth Doctor we mentioned last week, I think from the Ultima Foe, you have to do the, uh, in all my traveling throughout the universe, I've battled against, I've battled against evil, against power man, mad conspirators. I should have stayed here. The oldest civilization, decadent, degenerate, and rotten to the core, power mad conspirators, Daleks, Santarans, Cybermen, they're still in the nursery compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. And again, I think that goes kind of with your Time Lord theme. Uh, and then quickly, my last two are from the Seventh Doctor. Uh, in Time of the Ronnie, more of the um, uh, fun and whimsical nature of the Doctor would be, uh, you don't understand regeneration, Mel. It's a lottery, and I've, jo- jo- I've drawn the short blank. So that would be sort of those, you know, going back to that Fifth Doctor quote about uh, regeneration. And then, of course, the last one is the final quote from Survival. I think that's like a pentacle of that it all. That is a pentacle. It's of the it. last of the, of the original series, which is, there are worlds out there where the sky is burning and the sea is asleep and the rivers dream. People made of smoke and cities made of song. Somewhere there's danger, somewhere there's injustice, and somewhere else the tea's getting cold. Come on, Ace. We've got work to do. So, there you go. Hopefully that helps a little bit. And I did kind of stay just uh, specifically to the doctor, but... I rushed through those, but now you can scroll back or uh, and, uh, <laughs> rewind back. Re-scrub. <laughs> yeah, a, a great back. source can be wikiquote.org. Oh, wikiquote is a good one. I wanted to go there. I, was I don't know why you didn't go there. All kinds What'd of you do? Cue all these up and watch every episode? No, 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 no. no. That's what I say. I, I did not go that. In, in, what I did is I kind of. Had my note I remembered, out. <laughs> well, I remembered stories and, that I remembered quotes, but I couldn't remember exactly how they went. And so then I went in and kind of went from episode to episode. I think know. some of McCoy's um, 
mixing metaphors would be fun too, like time and tide melt the snowman. <laughs> Those are only really early on, though, in uh, Time and the Ronnie and uh, Paradise Hours. What was the second one? Had to be Delta and the Baron because we must have been Paradise yeah. Yet. Um, he sort of got away from those after, which I wish he hadn't. I liked it because I a thought character. that was a neat yeah. character yeah. trait. Yeah. So, anyway, I uh, will turn the podcast back over to Keith. <laughs> she continues. Second, my husband Chauncey and I went to a local screening of the Doctor Who movie yesterday. Wow! It was my second time seeing the movie, and my husband's first. He's just recently been getting into seeing more classic Who. When this screening popped up, I figured why not take him along? Even without, even without a lot of background knowledge, he really enjoyed the movie. Although we did up spending the entire car ride home answering with me answering his questions about Gallifrey, Time Lords, and the Master. But I was expecting to but I was expecting him to be a bit lost. I made him list a few episodes I've made him a list of a few episodes for each classic era doctor to watch to give him a better idea of the, each past Doctors, and he's slowly making his way. Unfortunately, he's also mainlining Star Trek Next Gen and is on the last season, so his attentions are a bit elsewhere at the moment. <laughs> well, at least he's only on the well, last it's a, it's season. A good, well, it's a good place to be, too. I mean, no. <laughs> it's not like he's mainlining Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be, he'd be done with it by now. But I think the beginnings of him be- becoming a Whovian are there. Yay! Yay! Always so, good here. Two, two new ones. Two new spouses. Yeah. Third, The Green Death. This is my second time watching this story, and while it's Joe Grant's swan song, this was a story that really cemented my love for John Pertwee's doctor. Mm. He's suave, sophisticated, yet isn't afraid to make fun of himself. Plus, his use of Venusian Aikido is pretty bow-tie. The plot <laughs> itself is a bit silly. I can't complain too much when it brings together the whole unit crew. Hearing the brig give orders for five rounds rapid, or in this case, case, ten rounds, always brings a smile to my face. As I just recently watched the Sarah Jane Adventures episode, Death of the Doctor, watching the Doctor walk away from Joe, knowing that while he would see her again, wouldn't... She wouldn't see him again for almost 40 years is a bit sad. But knowing she's going to have a great life with Cliff, her children and grandchildren makes it a bit easier to say goodbye to Miss Grant. Well, that's all I have for this week. Until next time, Rachel. P.S. A request for my husband who, while he isn't actively listening to your podcast, he will listen if I happen to have them playing while he's around. If you haven't covered it lately already... He would like to hear your opinions on some of your favorite and least favorite special effects from Doctor Who. Ooh, we haven't done that. You know, Sean and I, I think both have voiced this before, that we really liked the time scoop from the original uh, The Five Doctors. The Phantom Zone? Yeah. 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 I don't like the The, the little vortex one. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to the little twirling. Oh, no, you can't call it a tornado because it's still airborne. (laughs) I'm not opposed to the little swirling time scoop. I thought that was kind of a neat. Uh, update, but I, I I've always needed, liked though. I've always I've, liked that little I like the flat fan zone looking bang. Um, cheesy. Ooh. Problem is, my second time around all these things, I've been watching the special editions, and so I've been getting all the new effects on them because I've seen the, the old and I want to. I've I always see the liked new, so. the, uh, the the trip the Ronnie trip wires from Time and the Ronnie that oh, uh, yeah, when yeah, the yeah. Lucursians step oh, on them, they yeah. see a little bubble. Yeah. And they start to spin and then go off and explode. I've always thought that was a cool effect. 
um, the people turning into trees, landmines from That's previous Ronnie's is definitely <laughs> a, a, a groaner. The um, I don't know, maybe we could do a whole show on that. We probably could. <laughs> a best, a best, in the worst. best in the worst effects. The uh, little weird troll creature from Terra the Autons. Oh yeah! Oh, oh the, the scary, little, the scary doll baby. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty bad. That was bad. Well, you know what? I've was it bad because it was a bad effect, or was it bad because it was scary? It didn't look great. It was well designed. I don't. I think. think the death couch is probably a that worse. Death couch is worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. a worse effect, and it's a it's a more ludicrous plot development. Yeah, than the rat. I would agree. Oh, the the rat. rat from Talents. I'll tell you what's from one of my pet peeve stories, which is uh, the Invisible Enemy. I really think the model shots in that are incredible. I think they're really I'm, detailed I'm, and very sharp looking. And and uh, Robots of Death, I love the mining. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the exterior model. Really, of 80% of the time, I'm impressed by the effects. You know, for because what Because I are. can put them yeah. in the perspective of what they were at yeah. the time. Yeah, absolutely. And for the budget they're using. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's impressive stuff. It's all about perspective. And of course, we always like to see Cybermen tearing through cellophane. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we all love No the matter what up. it is, whether it's Doom or whether it's Earthshock or whether it's... Uh, uh, Age of Steel. What did they in Age of Steel? I remember they did. They, they, well, they busted through the window. Yeah, there was the one that was plastic wrap. Well, uh, that like they, the plastic they, sheeting they hang in. Construction. They did that in. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Doomsday. No. Yes, yes. Uh, Which, uh, no. Yeah, I was uh, a two-parter. Uh, the the final. Army ten, I should know. By the way, Caitlin just finished uh, season four. Actually, oh. she just finished the specials, and she watched wow. Eleventh Hour tonight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's plowing through them and just enjoying the ride. So. She is. That went quick. Yeah, yeah. Did she cry at Donna? She, she didn't at Donna, but she was she was all bummed at the end of uh, uh, end of time. And I said, <laughs> "Are you sad now that uh, Ten's gone?" She said, "Yeah, I think I liked him the best so far." So <laughs> I said, "Oh, you just wait." <laughs> well, I got one thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> Anyway, so there's some that's of our... Some, our oh, and we, 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 we always kind of discuss various effects. We'd be, maybe maybe we should do that. That'd be kind of fun. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Merca. Yeah, our mascot. <laughs> He's the best and the worst. <laughs> the same Candyman. Yeah, best and worst there. I, as, for as much as I dislike the story, I think Candyman's one of those love or hate it. Or love and hate it for me. And the... Uh, the crinoid. I've always liked the crinoid. Yeah, your spaghetti monsters. The Vin- Wait, which one was spaghetti monster? Was it the crinoid from? Uh, was it the crinoid the axis? Yeah, the repainted axons. Yeah, were they? Uh, no, the green axons. Where am I getting confused? Uh, uh, Omega. Um, Omega. Yeah. Oh, from the three, uh, three doctors. doctors that's the, right. The, I forgot about the crinoid. Yeah, no, that the, cr- I was, the crinoid was a repainted yes. antimatter monster. Yes. yes, yes oh, yes. Okay. oh, yeah. Okay. That's but I still liked the crinoid, yeah. and I liked all of them. Spaghetti mean, monsters were the axons in their real form. Yes. 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 Before they were painted green. Right. The ood. What were, they, what were they after they were green? Seeds of death? Seeds of doom? Right. No, the axons were not reused. They look like the same no, no. creature. Uh, You're thinking the antimatter monsters, yeah, the from, monsters from, the three from the three doctors is what was reused. The units fighting we, them. We, they we on were the confused when he said that and thought it was the uh, axons. But it was actually apparently the anti- it's the anti- it's the animated I, monsters from the Three Doctors. Oh, I, conf- I confuse those with Seeds of Doom or, or Seeds of Death, whichever. 
Cardinal Omega. Well, those are. <laughs> That's what he's saying. The, the, in the Three Doctors, Omega the, sends the, the Anti-Manor Monsters the Axons were red. not the ones repainted for Seeds of Death. The they were for Three Doctors. Three Doctors ones were repainted, were repainted for, for Seeds of Death. Seeds of Death. Oh, okay. They, okay. they were red were in the Three Doctors, yeah. oh, and then okay. they were green in oh, Seeds okay. of Death. But I liked all the versions of the Crimson. Maybe that's I liked why I it because the, it was... You know, when he's laying there becoming plant-like, and then the Three Doctors antimatter stage, and then the giant one that's on top of the mm-hmm. building. I've always thought those were cool. And those are some of my worst, so <laughs> we got a split, split there. Anything Scorby blew up, those were always good effects. <laughs> You know, I'm surprised they haven't done a Scorby action figure. Oh, yeah. I'd totally buy that. Because they have that, that that set for that story with the monster and the doctor, but no Scorby in it. I don't want a Scorby action figure. You know why? Because he'd be carrying around all the time going, Scorby! Scorby! <laughs> Who's next? Up next is Chrissy. Do you have access to that? I do. Let me get out of Rachel's. Chrissy writes, a funny thing happened on the way to my Facebook feed. Dear Vortex Boys, talk about serendipity. Last week, I sent in feedback and mentioned the Salt Lake City Comic Con and said that there hadn't been any Doctor Who-related guests announced. And the very next day, after I wrote that feedback, I checked Facebook and the con organizers announced that friend of the show, Simon Fisher Becker, was coming. I'm even more excited for this con I'll say hi to him for you. I wish you would, Chrissy. I, I very much and make sure that you tell him that you know. Hey, the Vortex Boys, traveling the Vortex, sent me. Well, didn't send you, but you know, you were there anyway. But yeah, mention us and uh, tell him that we hope he's doing well. And I really, the more I, th- the more in times this happens, the more I think we need to bump our recording dates to Monday nights because apparently all the news comes <laughs> well, out news Mondays. Out Monday. <laughs> so we we would we would definitely appear to be a little more in the know if we did Monday nights instead of Sundays. Uh, she continues, also, if there are any Vortex listeners going to Salt Lake Comic Con, come find me. I'll be running the library booth in the vendors area on Thursday. We're in booth 413, so come say hello. I'm also going to have a sticker of my Twitter avatar on my badge, so hopefully that'll help us get connected, too. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. This is for Rachel, who asked for her idea for audio quotes from different doctors. I immediately started thinking of the fifth doctor. The thing is, there aren't... A long, uh, overly long speeches, monologue type bits. That's true. <laughs> from him, he wasn't really the monologuing type. But there are a few quotes that I think are pretty good. A man is the sum of his memories. A time lord, even more so. From the five doctors. Yeah, well, you stole that from me, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, small beautiful events is what life's all about. From Earth Shock. The rest of that scene is good too, though you'd probably have to include the parts from the Cyber Leader for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel as though I've just lost an old friend from the visitation right after the sonic screwdriver has been destroyed. And, and where to go? And definitely his inner monologue toward the end of Snake Dance. I, forgot, I totally forgot about that one. Well, we haven't done those yet. No, but I knew it. <laughs> Some others I thought of, you really should do the part from the very end of the Reign of Terror where the first doctor says, Our destiny lies in the stars. Let's go search for it. It's something like that. I don't remember it perfectly. And if you're including companions, include Perry from Planet of Fire. <laughs> I'm Perpigillian Brown, and I can yell just as loud as you. Hope all those help. Brenda, never apologize for writing a long email about the Doctor Who experience in the Harry Potter studio tour. I loved hearing about your trip and all the neat things you got to see. I especially loved your description of the TARDIS set tour since I've been able to play around with the online simulator on Google Earth, and I could better visualize what you were talking about. But I'm sure that seeing it in person was even better. 
and how serendipitous it was that you were in the UK the day Peter Capaldi was announced. I hope you brought back a copy of the newspaper with the front page story. I enjoyed your stories immensely. Well, that was fun. Time to talk about the Green Death, in which I have to say very little. It's a nice send-off for Joe, and it showcases the unit crew very nicely. And the ending has a very melancholy feel to it. Probably the second saddest ending to a classic Who story. Earthshock is probably the most sad. But for me, it's just sort of there. If it wasn't Joe's swan song, it really wouldn't be that notable. Other than the couple of times that the background of the credits is upside down. Yes, Glenn, I'm aware that the credits are the words on the screen. <laughs> I just said credits on Twitter because I only have 140 characters to work with and I need to be concise. Yeah, but if to, you had to said be, to the background to Glenn, of I, the credits, I would, that, I, not, I would have realized a lot sooner. Every time she said credits are upside down, I kept looking at mine going, well, he fixed it for my copy. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a weird special edition thing. Why would they put the text upside down? <laughs> As a whole, the story itself is all right, just not my absolute favorite. But the special edition DVD is certainly worth owning with the final Doctor Forever documentary, which is a little about how the BBC brought Doctor Who back. It's mostly interviews with Russell T. Davies and Jane Tran- Tranter. Hmm. And, and I think there could be a whole docudrama written about that. Death of the Doctor is included on the special features as well, and the commentaries for The Green Death are pretty good too, especially the one for Episode 6, which is Katie Manning and Russell T. Davies, and it's so well done. If you're like me and The Green Death isn't your favorite, the DVD is worth owning for the special features alone. I've got some things I need to get caught up on, so I'll sign off. If you're in the U.S., have a great Labor Day weekend. If you're somewhere else in the world, have a great week anyway. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you. And as always, thank you much. And thank you to all of our listeners who take the time to write in, including next. Holly. Holly. Holly writes, The Green Death. Hey, guys. I enjoyed this story. You could kind of tell right off the bat that the doctor was getting the distinct feeling that Joe was going to hang up her time traveling shoes with him. I was really getting some Inferno-like vibes on this story with the way that the head of command of Global Chemicals was acting just like Stallman. Joe and Professor Jones hit it off right away, and you could see the writing on the wall when the professor mentioned about going to the Amazon and how Joe's eyes lit up at that. I so agree with Joe about not liking the maggots one bit. They were sure creepy looking. We also get the return of Benton and Yates. When I saw Yates appear on the screen, I groaned, not exactly knowing what he was going to be up to. (laughs) The doctor sure was a master of disguise in this story, first as a milkman and then as a maid. Almost a bad first as a milkman. (laughs) First as a milkman, then as a maid. Loved his remark to Yates about being careful of his comment to him while dressed like that. Plus, we get another round of let's blast the alien of the week with everything but the kitchen sink and see what sticks. I so do not envy the brig for having to write up the report. Also, the doctor yet again breaks out the Venetian Akedo, and one soldier should not have commented on the doctor's age at all. Just like you don't comment on the age or size of a certain green Jedi Master as well. They can both be full of surprises, and they know how to fight and take care of themselves. The boss computer was rather interesting. (laughs) Kind of like a computerized version of the Master, who I was half expecting to pop out uh, from behind the red monitor. I was too. I I sort of did the first time I saw it. Also, the headphone thingy that was put on Stevens and some of his fellow co-workers' heads to control them looked like a cross between Cyberman and Dalek technology. The silver, almost uh, handlebar-like look, and then the blue ends on the ends of the earpieces. 
Benton referring to the maggots as kittens had me agreeing with the doctor's sharp tone when he called him by name to get him to stop. Uh, great, the maggots happened to... Oh, okay. Great. The maggots happened to be mutant dragon fries, flies. Thank goodness they weren't mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor beating a hasty retreat after Cliff's impromptu proposal really shows that he's going to miss Joe. I love that they give Joe a, that he gave Joe a sapphire from Metabilis 3. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing your and everyone else's thoughts on this story. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Absolutely. She had a lot to say about it. I yeah, really she enjoyed that one. To jump back to Chrissy's email real quick. According to the TARDIS Wikia, for episodes 2, 5, and 6, the title sequence film over which the closing credits were superimposed was played backwards and upside down, a result of the film being played backwards through a projector to save time during recording. So they did it on purpose. For just that one, huh? No, those three. (laughs) No, I mean for just that story. Apparently. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't reference any other ones. Well, let's move on to the Green Death. Yeah, you can tell they were hurrying through this thing since they had to shoot a lot of stuff on front of Green Screen. <laughs> <laughs> While the Doctor indulges his wonderlust with a brief trip to Metabilis Three, the Brigadier and Joe Grant drive to South Wales to investigate the death of a miner at a disused pit owned by the mysterious Global Chemicals. The most astonishing symptom of the miner's fatal disease is that it leaves the skin bright green. The doctor arrives on the scene and soon suspects that the, co- that the global chemicals factory management may have something to do with so have something to hide. When he and Joe discover a vast green lake teeming with deadly giant maggots hidden in the abandoned mine, he fears the threat may have already reached global proportions. Dun dun dun. That was a very strong dun dun dun. I liked this one. I kind of agree with Chrissy that it's a, it's a it's a good story. It doesn't feel it's it's slow moving at the beginning, but then once it starts going, it starts going, and it's enjoyable then. But not one of my top do- third Doctor stories. Right. It's great for the Joe stuff, and because of her swan song and seeing her leave, kind of a very different departure for a companion, especially since we don't really they kind of just. The previous one with Liz, they kind of just brush it on the carpet of, yeah, she's gone. It's nice to see them kind of address it. And even though it's kind of rushed of, oh, yes, I want to go with... She just suddenly has an interest in environmental politics. Where I guess I didn't get that impression before this. I think it's easier to buy that because she's a little hippie-ish. Yeah. Uh, I buy it it pretty easily. She kind of has that tendencies... But they don't bring up the whole environmental thing until this one. So yes. it does seem sprung on you, but it's it's, I, it's, it's easily it was bought. On, but yeah, it's exactly. easily bought. Exactly. If Sarah Jane had done this, it would have been like what? Yeah. But for Joe, it's easy to assume that she would have been into it. You know. Yeah. And like, I don't see quite see what she saw in Cliff, but <laughs> he was kind of a jerk the entire time until he got sick. Uh yeah. Although he was a jerk to her. So was the doctor. It uh, works. That's just it. It, it, it works for the story because it really. I think it it more makes Joe shine because where they when they go she, at first they she go doesn't with, let it defeat her. They, exactly. They don't. She doesn't let her defeat her, and I, and that's what I absolutely love about this because 
they they go the route of her still being clumsy Joe, especially after she spills the. But you know that all ends up working out for her. Hey, her <laughs> yeah. first meeting with Cliff went a lot better. She didn't get hypnotized and try to kill him. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> she didn't bring um, a bomb back to the nut hutch. I'm more forgiving for <laughs> Cliff true. though, because he seems to be one of those types that gets really focused on what he's doing. Yeah. And so he's, he's he's off putting in the sense that he. Gets so focused on what he's doing that he doesn't. I don't think it, it didn't matter that it was Joe. It could have been anybody that that approaches him when he's busy. Probably gets the same treatment that that uh, that she got. So I kind of was forgiving that. in that sense, and and I didn't have a problem with Cliff at all. Um, in fact, by the end, I I was really glad that he ended up with or that she ended up with him because it really seemed like she needed somebody that. I don't want to say he's doctor-like, but he's he's an intelligent person, and it's nice that he sees something in her as the doctor did. There's more potential for her because on the surface she really comes across very dull. Yeah, she comes across very dim-witted, but I think she she has that hidden potential that she seems to find all the time, and I think the doctor recognizes that, and I think Cliff ultimately recognizes that as well. I, I, I think he's very doctor-like. I think if you go back and look at the first story that Joe's in, where the doctor's busy, focused, doing something scientific in the lab, and kind of is like, "Go get me coffee," and they reference that, that Cliff's like, "Well, why don't you be good and, and you know, yeah, I'd love a cup of," and she says something, "Oh, like a good coffee girl," and that's when she decides to go get the maggots. Mm-hmm. But the, the, he he's basically a younger, hipper, not going to go take you into danger on some other planet, doctor. Yeah, but he's going to go take her into some sort of danger in the Amazon. But so that's still, there's still another <laughs> there's, level. There's, but there's, no, you're right. That's kind of a, a brought down level. You know, it's, it's it's brought down level, but it's 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 a more manageable Joe danger than dealing with extraterrestrials. Whatever the freaky thing you know. that was chasing the Doctor in Metabolus Three. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> So the, the doctor has been trying to get to Metabolus Three for like the whole season, and then he finally <laughs> then gets he does, there. It's, it's a like, terrible experience. <laughs> why would you go there? What on earth? Yeah, would but look what he did with that sapphire. Uh, that was a good thing. <laughs> very good thing. Yeah. Um, you brought a lot of those sapphires back. You kind of do that. You kind of go you, throughout the whole time that he's trying to get to Metabolus Three. He's always talking about going there. He's always. And so you're thinking, wow, that must be a really cool place. It's really, and then in this one, they throw that at you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to Metabolist Three anymore. <laughs> it's, it's no midnight. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. There are plenty of other planets that would be a, a lot more fun. I want to go to the planet with the cities made of smoke and the, or the, a song, and you know, yeah, exactly. Let's go to that planet. That song. one sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I, this is one of those that it's made of smoke and people made of smoke. Yeah, I, I really like this story. And I, I commented on this uh, when we were watching it for Friday Night Who, and in, in a way it's really kind of a shame that there are some clunky effects uh, in this one because it's really a pretty good story. Now, I say that, but I, I've been They're not horrible, of, but they're they not are horrible. Clunky. They they're, are they're, clunky. They're clunky. Clunky is a good word for it. Well, and even James commented that he says, you know, the maggots for the time, what, uh, when did we establish this one? It was 1973, so this yeah. is 40 years ago. The maggots are actually pretty impressive with the teeth and, you know... Oh, yeah. And the, the green screen effect of them going across this floor. No, I thought see, was, I didn't... I thought the green thought, screen effect was, was terrible. terrible. I thought but the green screen effect was only marginally was less bad than the miniature shot of Bessie and Benson and the Doctor <laughs> going <laughs> That one was like, oh, really? Or, or the green... It was better than the green screen effect of them going down the elevator shaft. Or the green screen or effect of standing in the uh, driving through field. the... Yeah. Uh, uh, maggots everywhere, or the green screen effects that we felt were necessary for the unit boys that we apparently forgot to shoot out in the field because 
two-thirds of the shots are actual outdoor broadcast, or no, it's been film at the time, was film, and the rest of it's like indoor green screen work. And I thought, did you just forget these, or did we well, get it, rushed? I'm sure there's a documentary. It was a play it. on the green death. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be called Maggots of Doom, and then they went, we did so much green screen work, we should change the title. That's why they had to flip the credits upside down, oh, too. Yeah. To change the, we changed the name last minute. What? Oh, the Green Death, I get it. You're being funny, aren't you? Mm. Shut up and retitle them. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the story in and of itself, as much as I liked it, I, I think this is maybe another one of those that I like the parts better than the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with because that. Because the story itself is kind of a straightforward, we've got evil company X polluting co- it's, you know, it's, it's place It's a very y. 70s story. Yeah, uh, and, and, and doing... You know, we have to pro- solve problem Z uh, in time frame A. I mean, it, it's just kind of got that stuff going for it. And but there's so many little things that go along with it that are married to the story that make it work. That we do get. It is Joe Sendoff. We do get the Doctor with Venus Nikito, even though it's shot from extreme far range and it's very obviously not Pertwee. I'm okay with that. We get a wonderful unit team. We get a wonderful oh, unit team yeah. doing a lot of stuff. The we beginning get, of uh, Yates being a jerk. You know, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, but it's purposeful. But there. It, and it that's is, the thing really is, is, the first time I saw this was before I saw uh, Invasion of the Dinosaurs. So the first time I saw this and this happened, it was one of those, uh, oh, wow, why is he being like that? And then fi- suddenly finding out why he's undercover. That he's and that's undercover. fantastic. Oh, that's great. It wasn't until this time that I watched it after having seen that I went... Mm, that's that's too bad because there's this undertone there now when you first see him being a jerk and being the way that he is and you think oh yeah he actually becomes this person later and then it makes the whole um fact that he's working undercover really becomes a great character in this i really like yates when he's you know doing the undercover work and you realize what's going on and what he's there for and and having to go back yes and danger having to go back and do it and having gone through that, you know, the, the mind thing, and he and the doctor has to bring him back. And it's so tragic to watch that now because you're like, oh, you know where it's going to, where he's going to, what side he's going to end up on eventually. And it just, it's, and I feel, it's, it's tough to watch. I, I, I feel like I owe Keith an apology and probably a great number of our listeners too, <laughs> just because of the way we happen to schedule these, that we did dinosaurs early and you know okay mike's a bad guy how many of the mike yates moments have now been tainted because well, every time he shows up everybody's going well but we had we know what happens to you didn't we have some other mike yates that before we saw that we had there, there were yeah, there were some well, we yeah, obviously he's in a lot of he's in a lot of third doctor stories but i don't know that he's had the, as big a role too he was in that wasn't he i don't know that he's had as big a role though it's always just kind of been Captain Yates is one of those names that gets tossed about as part of the unit crew. And, and it's we're like, always okay, like, Yates why are they talking it. about him? Benton's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Benton is awesome. Benton he's is awesome. awesome. He's still he, he even, was awesome. Even when he's calling maggots like kitties to come eat. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> he, he was, was such a great character <laughs> moment for him. <laughs> he was awesome as a baby. I mean, he was. <laughs> and he grew he up awesome to be awesome. Baby. So, you know. But, um, yeah, so I feel like we kind of maybe ruined a little bit of Mike Yates. Yeah. And, and I, I look forward, because he's going to be a galley, so I look forward to going and talking with uh, Richard Franklin. Yes, And correct. maybe asking some of these questions about, so when you did the Green Death and they had you do this, did you have any inkling of where your character was going to wind up or not? 
because I wonder if that was purposely done. I wonder yeah. if that was even an exit strategy that they kind of knew that they well, wanted to go this way. And I, I, I don't want to give too much away here, but I've heard interviews and an interview particularly with him, I think, at a, at a convention where he was talking about how that if he could have gone, he 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 appreciated what they were doing in the story, uh, invasions of the invasion of the dinosaurs. He really appreciated what they were doing with the character because it was it was kind of an interesting take in a way to 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 drive that story. But he said he didn't he didn't like it because of the fact that hey suddenly I'm having to be the bad guy here and being very un Mike Yates. So so maybe not. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting from the standpoint that we've kind of gotten hints before of a Mike Joe flirtation relationship. Oh, there was, well, he was totally Mike has always down. always yeah. flirted with Joe, especially in the uh, the, the Dalek one where, mm-hmm. uh, where he sends off the he wine sends and, off well yeah. and he sends off Benton so that go, she's going to fit Benton. Go patrol the perimeter. Hi, thanks for the wine and cheese. <laughs> right. So he was so you could tell he was not happy that she married. Uh, he does seem disappointed, Cliff. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I wonder can we can we retcon that? Is that's uh, you know a little bit as to why his uh, future is what it becomes from the standpoint that am I making nerves? <laughs> um, just that you know. Well, now he's lost his. Uh, he's got a taste for the the global chemical uh, way of doing things and oh, then his no. woman left him and now he's all like, <laughs> well, screw it. I don't need to be a faithful to you. I don't know, maybe. But, well, he's around for the beginning of uh, Invasion of Time. Uh, he's there at the castle with the brig and, and the doctor, isn't he? We don't see him. I thought we did. According to TARDIS Wiki, the next time we see him is Invasion, invasion of the Dinosaurs. Oh, okay, I thought we did. Was Benton there, in the, there at the beginning? Because there was somebody with the brig. I think it might have been start. Time Warrior. Time Warrior, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did say time time. I had some okay. tar and things on the brain, but yes. Stop, 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 time stop, Warrior. Stop. Time not warrior. that one either. Time Warrior. <laughs> yeah, he's not that one either. <laughs> it's definitely not Invasion of Time. Um, I've always liked Pertwee's outfit. I've always liked the, 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 the dark with the red piping. I, I just love it. Um, Some of the best parts of this when, is when Pertwee's trying to get into global chemicals and thus the, the costumes. This, that is so. This is the downside so to, to psychic paper. Because New Who, there's no reason for him to dress up like a milkman or a maid. And or a milkmaid. Or a milkmaid <laughs> and sneak into a building. Because he's just going to flash the paper and the guard's going to go, oh, okay, you're important, and let him in. Yeah. And we'll get a quip about it, and that's the end of it. But this is, you know, we get it's true. 20 whole minutes of subterfuge going on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, you know, of all the doctors, you know, Pertwee. Tom Baker could have pulled it off. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Pe- Peter Davidson could have pulled it off. McCoy maybe. Oh, but well, uh, even uh, Troughton. Troughton totally could have pulled something like that off. Troughton, yeah, could it was have, a very yeah. Troughton-esque thing to do. I could say. But just the, the idea that Pertwee, who's always man of action and so so secure in himself and everything, that he's dressing like this and he looks at Yates, not one word. <laughs> I think you could tell he was that John Pertwee was having fun with it too. Oh, yeah. Couldn't you oh, tell he yeah. was just enjoying? Well, this is this is very much more in line with his other acting gigs yes. when he's oh, playing sure, uh, sure. Oh, Diesel Weasel Teeth. Or whatever his name is, that uh, the, yeah, scrim. I don't remember the name, but you know, the, the, all the oddball stuff. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the, the computer. We have to talk about the computer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Attention, sci-fi writers! I want more villains like this. <laughs> <laughs> the personification of this computer was one of the best I've seen. I, 
Screw Hal. This is <laughs> boss yeah. is better. Right boss down, is way better than Hal. Right down to the the, the, the fact that it was humming at one time. <laughs> and dun, singing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this computer is bonkers. I mean, just. Well, Nuts. just the ideas that went into this, this computer too is that it became more human. This yeah. computer—that's just that's that's this how you should do it. Computer had more charisma and characters than some movie villains do. Yeah. that was what was <laughs> impressive about this. Uh, the boss computer should uh, uh, boss computer for president. <laughs> I want buttons made. It's our next ribbon for <laughs> boss for president. Um, I, just, I don't know if I want boss for the president. But I sure would like to see him like like in a lounge act or a, uh, uh, he'd give some maybe great, headlining a concert. He'd give some um, great campaign speeches. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like Zarkana's maybe a cam- maybe a campaign manager for president. And he'd hum his own theme song. <laughs> it just I, I loved everything about the, the concept. The, everything about it was great, and I realize now that I think it was Babel Colors Ten Doctors used this clip when he's down under the thing and I hadn't seen it before so all of a sudden I was like oh I recognize this (laughs) but I was I was with Brendan and a lot of the others is that I totally thought the master kind of sounded like Anthony Ainley I totally thought the master was the one behind it because as soon as he started there was the voice in the room Mm -hmm. yes master Mm -hmm. oh okay and so I'm looking for anagrams in the credits and they never (laughs) you know there was nothing there nothing there well then I did a little wiki search and I think it was slightly before this is when um Oh, it was yes. Uh, what's his name? First master, uh, Roger Degas. Roger Degas. His car accident was before this episode, mm-hmm. um, and so he was already gone at that point. And so obviously it wasn't him. But see, this is weird. The wiki says Katie Manning left the series because of the death of Roger Degado. Degado died June twenty or nineteen seventy three, after Manning's final episode was filmed in seventy three, April seventy three. That would goodbye wasn't couldn't have been. The, they wrote that in. Say that, that again. That, now. The, the I'm misunderstanding you. Katie Manning left the series because of the death of Roger Delgado. Quotation: The master or parentheses the master. Delgado died June of seventy three after Manning's final episode was filmed April seventy three. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. that he died after they yeah, shot the episode. And that's, so that, how, why did she leave because she, left because she didn't because leave because, because of his death? She couldn't have. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big influence on Pertwee's decision to leave. That maybe that's they, they had lost Elgato and uh, the fact that Barry Letts was leaving, and he kind of figured times time, yeah. but. I don't want to talk about the downer. I want to talk about the funny computer. <laughs> <laughs> But no, just talking about the master, it sounded like it could have been. Him. It sounded like it could have been him, and then you know, and when he's down to the day, oh come, doctor, I've read your file and I've expected more of you. I'm like it's totally the master, and it's and no, it's just a psychotic yep. computer, <laughs> it's a psycho computer. And I love the fact that Pertwee Captain Kirk's it. I love that he's you know, and he gives him. Ironically, after we both saw uh, World's End this week, which I yeah. can't say much more about <laughs> because it, I haven't but seen it yet. yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially then. But, uh, uh, you know, gives it just a simple logic bomb. I tell you that I always tell the truth. The last thing I said was a lie. 
I'll work it out. I'll work it out. <laughs> and I love the fact that the tables get flipped so that they're all, we're all here and we're menacing. And, we're, and, and this is a very Baker moment, it seemed to me, that we've got the guys with the rubber hoses and stuff, and oh, we're going to yeah. torture you. Yeah, yeah. And Pertwee's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just doing some thum- some psalms to keep yeah. myself from falling asleep. <laughs> and that... Yeah, I, I think it's. It, 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 I think the episode ramp, ramps up. Yeah, and I think it's so definitely the, the the second. Well, I think half as, is as a Keith lot said, I think it it starts out very slow and kind of humdrum, and then it just it really gets better. The sad thing is, I think it gets better. It starts to get better by episode three. Yeah, and so unfortunately, that's where we leave it hanging when we split this up over two weeks. And so, and of course, I knew ahead of time because I'd sit down and watch this whole thing. Uh, from beginning to end. In fact, I've gone. I had gone back and watched a little bit of it uh, after I saw Death of the Doctor the first time because I wanted to catch some of the, the things that were set forth there. But which that's one of the things I absolutely love, and I think Chrissy pointed this out that the special edition has uh, Death of the Doctor. It's so nice that that's on, on there. It. That's so nice. Uh, well, and actually, she was pointing to the, the documentary that's on there as well. But yeah, I, it, it's it's worth owning it just for the fact that you have now both of those, and you don't have to go out and buy a full season of Sarah Jane Smith. So, um, but no, overall, I, I I don't have any real complaints. It's it wouldn't top my Pertwee stories, um, despite the fact that I I think it's a great swan song for Joe. I think I love the the interaction with Unit. I'm glad that they're all there. Um, but there, there are ones that I put above this. So it's just it's a solid story. It is just under, a solid story. I mean, maybe there that, are ones that I would put under. Yeah. Maybe that means that there's not. Maybe we shouldn't be praising it as much as we are for just being solid. But it, it's you it's, know, it is. It's all around solid. There's not really a lot you can poke holes at. Yes, I'm sure there are guys out there. Oh, the Green Death. That's the one with the maggots that looked like. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But you know what? It's Doctor Who. <laughs> I've really come to but terms you know, with un- that. Unfortunately, as much as I'm forgiving about production of, of things, it, when it's done for because of, of budget constraints or it's done because of, of the time that it was done or whatnot, the, the green screening in, in this just really perplexes me in some parts as to why they chose to do it. Some parts make sense, some parts doesn't. And that's, I, I really need that explained to me. Maybe there's a, a special making of that kind of irons that out and, and, and would make me be a little more at peace with that. But that the, the green screen technology in this really bugs me in such a way that they used it. So, it's, it is a little unclear, it yeah. seems like, yeah. as to why, why things are done. And maybe, maybe it's on there. Um, what do you think, Keith, now that you've had both ends of Joe? The, 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 I think she grows immensely as a character. Are and we seen any Joe Grant stories now? Think, oh, yeah. yeah. What the else is there? The Damons. Oh, yeah. The Mutants. There's <laughs> um, quite a few. Oh, yeah. Watch the Sea Devils. Oh, you actually finished the Sea Devils. I did too. Yeah, eventually. We watched it for Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's several of them still peppered in there that we haven't got to yet. But I mean, just you've seen the majority of them now. I think. Yeah. So. yeah. And I, I, I kind of want to see them all in order to see her growth even more. So I, I recognize it, but to truly appreciate it, I think seeing it in order would help a lot more. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've never been one to dig. To this Joe, despite her introduction, I don't think I, I could be wrong about that. But I I've, I've always enjoyed her, and I think she leaves the show better than she be started it, and that is a good mark of a character. I think so too. Do you think we're now that you've seen 
because you know, we saw the death of the doctor the previous week and then came to the, well, I guess it was two weeks ago now, but we can then came to this story. Okay, it made me Does it help gel that a little bit? Or do you still think maybe death of the doctor was a little too far removed for her character for where they left off? No, nah, rewatching this, I see more Joe and what they did with Death of the Dog. It works for you now, doesn't it? It, it, it does yeah. work for And that's what I had hoped. It seemed really yeah. far out to me. That's what I had hoped. Uh, <laughs> far watched, out, It man. was far out, man, when we watched Death of the Doctor. But seeing this, it, it's like, oh, okay, I see now where. Good. And then yeah, they, they, I'm, they I'm satisfied with that because I really kept thinking it was when we were talking about step. that episode. I kept thinking. I, th- I think she could have grown more between this and then, but the fact that she didn't doesn't really... Demean the character. Well, I think she stays. She stays stays true true, to her her character, Um, but she's still realizing that she's you know better off now. That she's a a better person. I just I I still I see all that. I think it's it's very in the nature of Joe's character. And 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 you guys were pointing to some of the the problems you had with the you know the distance and and. How the doctor treated her in such a way in Death of the Doctor, and to me, this just totally made it all. It makes it all make sense, and it, it, of course, I saw them in the right order. So, <laughs> when do we ever do anything in the no, right order? Yeah. Right? The other I, thing I'm that, really pleased that, that that Death of the Doctor is on the special edition. Yeah, that's yeah. really smart. Well, the other thing that I think really uh, this is the people who want to try and put Doctor Who in that children's show box still. This is Exhibit A in many ways, but I, there is way more drama going on at the end of this episode than what would be let on by a typical show. I mean, we're, we're saying oh, by yeah. her companion, and the Doctor doesn't handle it particularly well. Oh, he really he very much is like, okay, have a good life, I love you, here's a present, bye. And off he goes, with not even really so much even that. He just drives off. And we cut back to them and the celebration and everybody's happy. Well, Yates is a little upset. (laughs) Everybody's wishing her the best and and, and everything. And she kind of has this sad look on his face. And then we cut to the silhouette of, I mean, the gorgeous shot of just the doctor in Bessie in silhouette driving across the screen. And he goes all the way across the screen. And then the music comes up. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's how we're going to end it. Yeah, and it's it, that's how the season. I'll tell you. Yeah, but I think that's true of most of Pertwee's. See, yeah, Pertwee's run is it, his era seems the most grown up. His era seems the most drama and the less of a children's show. Because I really like if you look back at a lot of the things I've seen from Hartnell. That that really, I mean, it's it's never felt like a kid kids only show. It's always yeah. felt like a family show. But his always has to me has always seemed the most. Unkid like, unkid show like, uh, until you get to maybe the Six Doctors uh, era. That would be the other Pertwee one. Pertwee, yeah, no, yeah, Pertwee's era is is the least kid uh, show. Okay, I got you. And then, and then not again until the Six Doctor. So it's funny you say that because now I kind of, I kind of go, yeah, you're right. There's, there's, there's really that, and it's probably the heaviest there at that point. So I mean, Chrissy's just- right. It's, it's, it's. Really, the last time we end a story in such a way until Earthshock, which didn't is even heavier. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Earthshock's heavy, but um, it, it is. It's very melancholy, as she said. That it's just kind of this is where we're going to leave this, and you know, I, I, I think it's it's one of those great moments that today's writers have picked up on. With the Doctor doesn't do endings; he doesn't like, you know. He doesn't like goodbye. He doesn't like goodbye. And 
very evident mm-hmm. in this that yeah. he's 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 not he's not dealing with it very well. So, yeah. and he he doesn't. I mean, he gives her a crystal from Metabulous. Okay, that's really cool. But I mean, he doesn't even give her a proper wedding gift. He's, it's just like this is what I like had a, in my pocket. <laughs> well, to be fair, because the I'm has a lot of stuff in his pockets. Well, yeah, but it's it's very much a. I'm not going to go get you something because that would mean I'd have to come back. Yeah, there's here, and and off he goes because he's so. On the other hand, it's very powerful that he would give her that because you look at it as oh I have to, I'd have to leave and come back and give her something so I'll just give her this. But on the flip side, how many times has he talked about wanting a sapphire from Metabilis? And that's one of the ultimate reasons to go to Metabilis Three is to get one of these sapphires. So you get the impression that this is one of his coveted items. He wants this yeah. particular item. And I also got the fortunately, had more than one. Fortunately, it suits him. And then, well, then maybe that's the case. But it, you know, I, I I get the impression that he only had the one. I think he only And then the he one. ultimately gives it to Joe as a wedding present, and it's something that right. he, you know, it, I mean, he even had to fight for his life almost yeah, to, well, to and get it. it, it so. it's, it's precious to him, but on the on the on the, on another angle, that it's almost kind of a backhanded gift because it's representative of everything that she didn't want. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. She was very much like want I want to go to the Amazon and meet this guy, uh, or, or uh, wherever they go. Okay, Wales. Amazon. Well, not in this episode, but uh, South Wales. I want to go to South Wales and meet oh, this professor. Oh, oh, gotcha, well, gotcha. I want to go to Metabilis Three. Well, you just go to Metabilis Three. I'm going to go to this. So it's it's almost kind of a see what you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 not saying that the doctor's yeah, being spirited there, but there, there's, that, there's but okay. kind of an element to that with it as well. That it's just like. Every time you look at this, you're going to think of what could have been. Mm. And that's kind of a, okay. you know, for a wedding gift, it's kind of heavy, too. But I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling out the doctor going, wow, you're kind of a dick here. But it's just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm not meaning it to come out that way, but it's just, you know, it could be, I suppose, interpreted that way. So, eh. I don't see that. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. I'll buy that. <laughs> I'll buy that for now. So, all around, thumbs up? Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. The henchman? The, well, what the, head henchman. The, the head henchman that was the... the would he, would he, he thought he was even, the boss's boss? When he was even arguing with the boss about, will you please, we have to do this, the boss was like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> will you please, I need to do something. Okay, what do you have to do? I have to tell you that we're ready. Okay, then push the button. All right. <laughs> You're the most worthless middle management ever. <laughs> Talk about micromanaging a takeover. <laughs> just... Now, here's something that I want to... The, the explosion of the boss, did that take out all of the foreign plants as well? That because the boss was gone, that they didn't continue doing whatever? Because they're talking about linking up with all these... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You, you know, exterior locations, and that, okay, we're, we're, we're ready to do this globally. Oh, but then we blew up one computer and one plant. Did that now all of a sudden just null and void that? Knocked out the plans for the rest of them, I guess. I hadn't even thought of that until you brought that up. I know, I'm just curious. It left it open for returning to the corporation. Because who's there taking care of that? I mean, is there another... I would imagine there are other... What's what's his faces at other plants? Is there another guy that's linked in somewhere getting his instructions from the middle management guy? Or is it just that they they get a telex that goes, oh, we're supposed to do this now, and they don't even know what they're doing? Stephen Moffat, I I look forward to uh, the 12th Doctor (laughs) uh, facing this uh, crisis again and and having to uh, clean up and resolve the... 
The time would be right to do an environmental story. Yeah. I, yeah why not? Why I mean, not? as long as there's no Captain Planet. Control <laughs> <laughs> Captain Planet. Oh, well, let me count the things that are wrong with Captain Oh, I, there's one thing wrong with Captain Planet. Ted Turner. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. The fact that John Cheadle didn't play him. <laughs> It hasn't been a movie yet. They're still working on that. Oh, Don Cheadle should so play <laughs> You couldn't follow up that funnier, funnier die. But. Yeah, look that up sometime. <laughs> just, just type in Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. You'll oh, find it. So good. All right. Well, what's next on the schedule, Sean? Well, next on the schedule is uh, Friday Night Who. We're going to do the, the Craig duology. Why are we doing the Craig duology, Sean? Well, we're starting 11 weeks for 11 doctors. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's 11 weeks for 11 doctors with a little asterisk next to it because it's not... It's actually 12. It's actually 12. <laughs> 12 weeks for 12, 12 weeks doctors. For 12, 12 doctors. weeks for 12 doctors. Why aren't we calling it that? <laughs> because it because people think we've got a Capulti Yeah, it would confuse people. Uh, so we're going to do uh, The Lodger. And closing time. So you will need both seasons five and six queued up uh, for next week, and we'll have to arrange a set. We'll, we'll set up a five-minute gap. We'll do, we'll do an intermission or something yeah, to allow everybody good. To, good. To, 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 to swap out. Or and, and both these episodes are on Netflix, so you can join yeah. us if you're, if you're doing that. Um, and then uh, our show next week. What are we doing for our show next week? Our Keith? show next week, we will uh, – our eighth Doctor celebrations kick off. As we cover Big Finish number 72, Terra Firma, and the 8th Doctor Revisited. Which aired this week. Which aired, yes, yesterday. Yesterday, okay. So uh, you've got time still. You've got one week now to listen to a Big Finish audio. So I expect you all to get on it. And then um, the Revisited, which I think most everybody watched. We haven't, but... We haven't yet, but... We will. We'll have it soon. We'll have it done by then. Uh, so we'll be doing uh, some 8th Doctor stuff. And then the following week, we're doing uh, Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks for Friday Night Who. So we're going to do our David Tennant. We're starting with Matt Smith. And doing, so you hope you figure this out. We're doing 11, then 10. Guess what's going to be the following week? Well, because we have amended the schedule that is on the <laughs> yes. website. It'll be a 9. It will be a 9. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a 9 either way in my defense. Well, but. I guess that's true. But I, yeah. Yeah. Alternative nine, I think, goes before nine. See, I think you, nine. I think you wanted to change it just because you've got a way figured out to make him canon, but it makes him <laughs> pre nine canon now. That's right, he's pre nine canon, just like John Hurt. So then, for, so, so then, for our eight point five, we'll be watching a John Hurt movie. <laughs> we'll watch V for Vendetta or Alien or one of those many things that gives him right. uh, geek cred. There you go. The one that pisses cred. off the most fanboys: Indiana Jones and the. <laughs> we should totally watch Crystal Skull. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, so okay, so uh, we're gonna do, uh, David Tennant and uh, Docs in Manhattan, and then that week we are we are doing the Big Finish Audio Go Destiny of the Doctor Enemy Aliens, IDW Prisoners of Time issue eight, and our fiftieth anniversary discussion of the Eighth Doctor's era, which may seem like we'll get we're the poll of, on the website, and we'll get the poll on the website for that, which may kind of <laughs> seem like we're kind of front-loading a lot of the Ace Doctor celebrations into the early part of the month, and the reason for that is that I'm not going to be here for the latter part of the month, because I am going to Maui to visit my brother, 
and so the following our week, never fear our eighth doctor uh, celebration will continue. continue because the following week you two are doing well, what after Friday Night Who we will be watching Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways and then Glenn and I will be reading two eighth doctor books which one are you reading I have uh, Earthworld by uh, Jacqueline Rayner and I am reading Trading Futures by Lance Parkin Jacqueline Rayner wrote the Dalek two-parter didn't she uh, or did we go did through we this last that? time? I can't remember. There, there, <laughs> was a, there, was a, there was a woman that wrote there's a, there's it. There's a Rainer or somewhere yeah. in there that I keep attributing um, to. I did want to point out that the one that I chose was Earthworld, which is in the uh, 50th anniversary books. They've been releasing one for each Doctor. They're reprints. Um, this is the eighth Doctor uh, reprint that's that's uh, out now. So it, it's available in stores. It's not. Uh, out of print because they have reprinted it for the uh, um, 50th fair, anniversary. Mine might be hard to find because I found it used vintage stock. Actually, I think I saw a copy of yours at uh, Barnes Noble when I went to get picked this Oh, one. really? I've yeah, never seen I it believe so. anywhere else. Yours was what again? It is Trading, Trading Futures. Futures. Yes, it was definitely at, it, uh, really? at Barnes Noble. Yeah, because I saw that one. Oh, this looks... Oh, wait. This is, I think, the one kids did. Huh. Which I think, in an odd twist of serendipity, that uh, I've read the book that Keith picked to yeah, read a long time seen. ago that I, I thought for sure that I'd read it. And I'm pretty sure that I remember a good chunk of it. So. I'm excited about Earthworld because I get to revisit uh, Fritz and Angie. Again, that's the companions for this one. So. Is it Angie or Ange? Angie. It is Angie. Jacqueline Rayner wrote The Marion Conspiracy. That's where I was attributing her. Okay. So big she's a big finish writer, writer, not the big same finish. as right. And she's That's written right. a couple other novels, right. too. Yeah. A okay. Ninth Doctor novel, two Tenth Doctor novels. Yeah, this was her first Eighth Doctor novel. This was her first Doctor Who novel, as a matter of fact. So, it is. so uh, yeah. the boys will continue she's on without me and uh, do their book reviews. So you've got two weeks now, is that what we did? Two or three? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks, if you want to catch if you want to be... Um, if you want to follow along with the book reviews as well and read those, yeah. so that'll be our fourth. Set of I book think reviews? I saw on Goodreads that Chrissy picked up uh, Earthworld. So, so there's that, and then it is uh, available. Uh, mine for those if they can't find it in store, it is available as a Nook book on Barnes and Noble. Okay, so you can get it at least as an e copy. Let's get an e copy then. I'm, and, I cer- I'm certain. Huh, I'm surprised. Nearly certain that I saw. I'd have to see the cover again, but I'm nearly certain that I saw it at uh, uh, Barnes & Noble, an actual copy of it. And so because of the flip-flop, then? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> now that I see it. I'm now that he had to see the cover. That's the one I saw was Harvest of Time. Ah, uh, so okay. I'm getting confused, because you looked at both For of them. For the record, three. Harvest of Time is the third Doctor story, yeah, though. That's right. And... I was thinking, oh, it's Eighth Doctor because we discovered it was a different Doctor. But oh, you're right, we discovered that it was. Oh, sad face. Sad face. Um, and I'm then sad. because of the flip flop, then the following week, which is the what is the date on that? The twenty seventh. The twenty seventh for Friday Night Who we will be doing. Scream of the Shaka, which releases the week before on DVD, so you all have an actual opportunity it's, it's, to go get a legit copy of it. It's kind of a shame. We'll be in October by the time we actually get to the actual Doctor Who movie. If you don't, yeah, right. if you're not able to get a copy of it, though, I believe it is still on the BBC website. It is. So, well, it was as know, of last week when I looked. It, they may pull it off once they put it out uh, for sale, because sometimes they'll do that to generate sales. They don't want people to... Yeah, but it's worth owning. Yeah, it, it, t- it totally is. But I'm saying, fortunately, if you if you don't have to run out to buy it, hopefully oh, yeah. uh, it'll still be on the website if you want to watch along that way. 
And then, then after that, what will we be watching? For Friday Night Who? For Friday Night Who. What will That's we watch what I after that? Doctor Who's a movie. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, it's oh, a shame it's no longer going to be September. It's going to be after yeah. that point. <laughs> Our eighth Doctor celebration is over. Our eighth Doctor celebration is over. I'm still going to rewatch the movie before our anniversary discussion. And okay. introduce Sarah to it. Oh, since okay. she saw and seen it. True. She still hasn't seen, she still it. seen it. I think I've even seen it more recent than you guys have because I did the watch. Oh, well, yeah, you did. So, so you got to. Yeah, re- well, because the last time last time we watched it was for the Friday. Well, we watched Night it for Friday Night Who, and we didn't really two watch years it ago. much because no, we, were, no, no. we were ironing. It was uh, yeah. Oh, uh, on. oh yeah, you. Uh, I didn't even Comic-Con. join in for yeah. That no, one. you did because you were. I don't remember what you were doing. But I went to bed. He, yeah, we had Planet Comic Con. We had Planet Comic Con. I, I, no, I, oh, that's why we watched it. That's why we watched it because Daphne was at Planet Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and, and before that, it was the New Year's Friday night. Yeah, yeah. that was almost. Yeah. That was the last time I think I've seen it. We've done it twice for Friday Night Who. This will be our third time to do it for Friday Night Who. More time than it's been broadcast. Considering that there's only one televised Eighth Doctor story, it's kind of inevitable. And I'm sorry, I will never apologize for putting Eighth Doctor on the schedule. So, you, guess what? We might do it a few more. Because <laughs> we're going to give people multiple opportunities to watch Doctor Who the movie. And I want to know more about this. I didn't get to add. Right, where was there a local screening of Doctor Who the movie? Yeah, you live in the kidding. coolest town ever. That's really cool. Indi- well, she's in Indianapolis, isn't she? Details. Isn't at least Indiana. Yeah, well, near Indiana, yeah. Well, near yeah Indiana. She's probably in a suburb. <laughs> That's the name of your episode. Powder Ser- Cloud or whatever. <laughs> Serendipity in Suburbs. <laughs> well, we didn't even talk about serendipity. The use of serendipity. Oh yeah, was, the, that, that was serendipitous. What was serendipitous? The, use, <laughs> yeah. the what? The fact that the I fact felt that like they, they kept using the wrong definition of it. But I guess oh, it's, in the it's green still sort of fits, yeah. so. Do you know what serendipity means? It's a happy accident. It's like, no, we don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> Everything here at Traveling the Vortex is done on purpose. Purposeful accidents. Including, <laughs> including our mispronunciation, our bad geography, questionable history, and apparently for meteorology, fuzzy, fuzzy meteorology. <laughs> oh. It is a tornado. <laughs> Anything else this week, guys? That's it. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Then until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Not a tornado. It is a tornado. It was you, an axon. You, you have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an axon. What? You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.